Welcome to the WTF Forum. Wrong one. decentralized broadcast network with no governing body of any kind and is produced and distributed by a loosely affiliated ever-growing network of rogue independent content creators this forum does not will not and shall not have any one location rss feed platform or channel but shall be shared and multiplied as nature dictates WTF Forum. The hosts do not give financial, legal, medical, or any kind of advice. Opinions are their own. This broadcast contains foul language and dangerous ideas. If you need a trigger warning, you are in the wrong place. Now enjoy the show. What the fuck's up, everybody? How we doing? How we doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to the WTF Forum. Uh, as usual, I am Mike the Polymath, Easy Peasy Podcast, and I will send it around the circle, starting with my good friend, Stella Q. Hello. Always good to be here with you lovely people. It's uh, Monday morning here in Australia, but nevertheless. <laughs> Um, yeah, Stella Q from Australia and uh, Union of the Unknowns. Passing it over to Ando. What's up? What the fuck is up, that is. And uh, yeah, I'm Ando. I do Burn Babble on Burn and the Doom Kitchen. Hello, Rachel. Thank you, Andy. I'm Rachel. You can find me on Twitter at Rachel D. Tobias, T-O-B-I-A-S. Um, that's the main platform I'm on. What's up? A uh, whole lot of nothing. OG. What's going on, y'all? My balls are empty. My stomach's full. Happy to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> TMI, bro. TMI. <laughs> Very happy for your guts and stuff. Well, trust me, they're not real happy. I'm I'm blowing it out on the back end. I've been eating all these white beans. Jesus. Oh, no. Wait, Come on, you, OG. Are your balls empty from a lady friend? Uh, are you white? You probably shouldn't are you be white eating those beans. Supremacist? Uh, yes, yes, I am. I am a white bean supremacist. Uh, I, I believe white <laughs> beans are the best bean, and I will fight anybody about that. Well, I think you're a pretty good human bean. Our, our well, somebody, beans. somebody's got a bean, um, right? 
Although I do like butter beans. I will say that. Are they are they Mediterranean? Well, technically they're navy beans. That's all Kroger had. Um, you know, after the great snow apocalypse of January 2024, uh, the shelves are pretty bare. Kind of reminded me of COVID. And y'all are so soft. You're so soft down there in Tennessee. This is just winter, man. It's just winter. Exactly. It's just winter, but we don't we don't have the uh the stuff for it. And we've got all these fucking Californians and fucking moving in here who can't drive. And everybody with a four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive vehicle thinks that that just magically works wonders on snow and ice. And it doesn't. You might get a little more traction, but it doesn't fucking help yeah. you stop. No, yeah. Four-wheel drive is not four-wheel stop. Uh, yep. It's four-wheel slide, though. Four-wheel slide. I like that. Well, Ashley, I'm glad you're here. Um, wait, no. Ash, is, uh, Rachel. <laughs> that's my bad. That's my bad. Rachel, Rachel, we met at. Uh, I hear you. Us girls we, with this length hair all look alike. I get it. Well, you're either Ashley, Rachel, Becky, Brittany, or Sarah. You're just a polymath. I can't expect you to keep track. This is Rachel. Well, as a mic, as a mic, I can speak. Uh, you know, I am. I am an authority on the matter. They they did not name us many things. Us millennial types. We were pretty much all one of about twelve names. But did didn't we meet at Childerberg? Am I right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I did. thought so. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Yep. You're 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 with Rose. You do the uh you're the matchmaking matchmakers. Yes, yes. Our project, uh the underground cotillion. Uh absolutely. Been still working on that. And yeah, we came up with this whole coalition building matchmaking system. So you got a pretty good memory there. Thank you. Oh, I was pretty fucking fucked up, but I remember. <laughs> we were drinking Borgs. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Well, uh, you know, what's up, y'all? Like, I, you know, I've got some shit tonight. I was actually really hoping to uh to kind of freeball it a little more than usual, though. Right? Like, I feel like I've been just bringing in these massive fucking topics. So, like, before we get into anything that I have in my, you know, in my little list, uh, anybody have any, like, major what the fucks that they've come across recently? The, the bulldozer, right? Or was that last week? The, the excavator guy? And then uh, yeah. like Diesel getting the uh, Kamatsu? Okay, okay. So, OG, OG bringing in the... Um, Killdozer. <laughs> Although I've been looking into the yeah. Martin Hemiver, he, whatever his fucking name, Mark, Hemeyer, Hemeyer. Yeah, yeah. The more I look into him, the the more he just kind of looks like a big fucking loser. I'm not gonna lie. The dude, like, yeah, yeah he might have been wrong, but he could have walked away with like five times his investment. Well, it wasn't about that. Well, you know, Sometimes we we also we also have a tendency to. I don't know, uh, romanticize a real loser, like virgin mathematician who lived in a 12 by 18 shack and blew people up with mail bombs. Uh, but he did write some good words. So, you know, everybody, uh, you got to just make your own mind up on these folks, right? You could yeah, like, just go through the, the Mount Rushmore of badasses and, and, and trying to, you know, these are the guys. You know, Ted and Hemeyer and 
you know, all these, all these greats. <laughs> so what do we know about this guy that like destroyed from what I heard, he destroyed a taco bell with a, with a bobcat. Yeah. It, it, he was claiming that he had been up for like three days and he was delirious and he didn't know what yeah. he had done. And it's like, well, you got done fucking up the restaurant. You fucked up all these cars and then you were going to town and home Depot and the guy drew the gun on him and that was it. So it looks like it's going to be a really bad day for his employer, though, because <laughs> uh, they're going to get taken to the fucking cleaners. So did uh, the guy, he didn't get shot or anything, did he? No, no. The guy okay. pulled the gun out on him, and uh, that was that was all she wrote. I'm sure there's some more backstory. I haven't looked into it since, I guess, that was, what, Monday or Tuesday? But, I mean, hey, if the guy had been up plowing for several days, I can see why you'd snap. I've got a buddy actually right now up in Ohio who's been plowing and he's like, man, we'll go 18, 20 hours, you know, clearing these parking lots, streets. And it's, it's just grueling. Like, yeah, you're sitting there doing nothing, but you have to stay awake and function. So can I just suggest though, I know this guy destroyed Taco Bell, but you know, like how many people have been destroyed by Taco Bell? And also how many people has Taco Bell taken to the cleaners? I just want to propose that. I think it was Chick-fil-A that got me, honest to God. That was not God's chicken, okay? So I'm saying, like, of all of all places to destroy, why the Taco Bell? Like, go go to your local... Wendy's. Yeah, go to Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's. McDonald's. Go for McDonald's. Taco Bell's all right in my No, life. Stella, I've yeah. got to have my chicken nuggies, okay? <laughs> Nugs and the fries, okay? Well, just not the one near OG. <laughs> so apparently we've got a fan of Rachel. Hunter says, uh, so happy Rachel's on tonight. I have been a big fan of hers since I first saw her on Larry Sharp's show a few years back. Thank so, you, Hunter. There you go. Yeah, you I appreciate go. it. I was on Larry's show talking about like localism and whether or not that was the solution. So good memory and thanks so much, man. I really appreciate that. Hell yeah. It's not your dad. Not your dad then. <laughs> Dude, my dad would never call into the show to thank me in front of people. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Definitely not my dad. No. Just ribbing you. <laughs> well, we if we have a WTF dad, you know, it can't be crazy uncle Rob, because he's our crazy uncle and he's supposed <laughs> to be here, god damn it. Uh, but we'll see if he shows up. But maybe, maybe Drizzles are our WTF dad. If Rob we had went any. to go get cigarettes, and we're still waiting around. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Brad is our True. podfather, so. Well, there's that too. But what up, Drizzle? He says all humans are flawed, and uh, Stella Q says fact checked. True. So, <laughs> you know, I. It's like, yeah. At least, at least we have uh, the industrial society and its future, as written by Ted Kaczynski. Even though he was really kind of a sad sack of bullshit. Look, does anybody really want to be splitting wood right now? Okay, I like my damn heat and my air. Mm -hmm. it's fucking cold outside, right? When I got back from the airport, it was ten degrees. I'm not trying to get in no fucking horse and buggy. Like I want to get in the car, get the heat on, and go. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know he was MK Ultra, and they they big time fucked with him bad. So, um, yeah, it, and also it's speculated that 
he didn't do some of the things that um, that he's accused of. Maybe he did a couple of them, and then the feds picked up from there. But that, that's speculated. We don't know. Well, yeah, I guess we wouldn't know, would we? We only and have the story. If you know, if he had, he had, he was working around the time where there was people like Ray Kurzweil out there um, writing writing down the shit that they're doing to us right now. And maybe Kurzweil would have caught one of those bombs and we wouldn't be in this mess. Um, maybe I shouldn't say that in reality. I'm saying that in, uh, in, you know, Minecraft imaginary land, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I highly recommend y'all read, uh, uh, about Ray Kurzweil and the things that he was coming up with back then. He's a fucking nutcase. Speaking of crazy things I've seen, have y'all seen the uh, Timothy McVeigh was actually an FBI agent deal that's been going around? I've been trying to eliminate my like Instagram usage. My problem is I've got a bunch of people on there that I don't have contact info for. So like I'll hop on there and I'll see some just unhinged stuff. But if you watch the video, the similarities are like very eerie. I don't I don't know how much I believe it, but if you it's one of those like out there TikTok deals that somebody repost and it's like, yeah, he was a federal agent, but he ended up taking the death sentence to go through with it. I'm like, no, no, no chance. There there is a big um suspicious thing about his body and the way the way he was shown on the day he was executed. It didn't look like him. Uh just weird stuff like that. And you know, if somebody does do a big operation like that, they do tend to be rewarded. Um, a lot of, a lot of people that we know from historic events are completely created. Yeah. I don't know to what extent people get like recycled and relocated. I've seen that a lot with like certain shootings, certain false flags or saps or whatever, where we see like someone that was a victim in a shooting, they show up as a teacher somewhere else, or we see astronauts and allegedly like went to this moon and then end up in a different position somewhere and they reuse like the same phases over and over. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of things. I mean, even Jeffrey Epstein, right? Like his body didn't quite look the same. His face didn't quite look the same. And so you never really know if these people are actually dead or disappeared or relocated. Right. Whatever we got combination a, thereof. Yeah. At least two Trumps and probably about five or six Joe Bidens. So, I mean, he's looked that different in in a variety of places and so it's trump whenever he came back from getting uh getting his treatment looked so weird that 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 looked like it was made by ai whenever he came back from uh monoclonal antibodies y'all remember that oh was that after he got the uh the the one day kung flu deal yep yep you you talking about trump yeah, I, I did notice a point where he looked a little bit different. Um, didn't really think that much about it at the time, but I must say there's been a number of little glimpses or maybe just photos, probably just moments, where he looks like he's got a little bit of Down syndrome in him. Has anyone else noticed that? <laughs> I'm not saying he does. Damn. <laughs> I mean, a rumor. Now, now that you say it, like I kind of can see what you're getting at. It's just you know? tiny, yeah, tiny little glimpses here and there. There's a photo of him. <laughs> there's a photo of him in one of those 
uh, like security cars where he's wearing a mask. This is from several years ago. He's wearing a mask and it just doesn't, the hair doesn't quite look right. The ears don't quite look right. And he's allegedly, you know, looking out a window of, of the black security car, but it doesn't, it's something's off about it. So I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously these people have body doubles for just security reasons or maybe replacement reasons or whatever. And then there's moments where I'm like, I don't know if someone has a body double or if I'm just racist and they're just using the same person for like every position of that. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. I think there's probably, you know, different little events that happen. Like for instance, when you just see footage of them coming from a building, going into a car, for instance, you know, and that's all you really get. It's like, why would they, you know, of course they're going to send someone that's, just for the cameras, a lot of that stuff, because they're probably actually not at that place. <laughs> they're probably somewhere underground. But, um, yeah, it's just for the cameras. <laughs> just send one of the doubles. It's fine. I don't have to go and do it. Speaking of not underground, really getting a... did we talk about the tunnels? I feel like that's a good lead-in, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all brushed on it last week and and wished that I was there, and I, I did. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was... we, barely, we barely talked about it, so... Ando, if you have any thoughts you want to share, like we can hear it out, you know? Um, well, I was listening to Timeline Earth and Bird said that his dad used to complain about the, the tunnels. And he also believes that his dad's dad probably complained about the tunnels, that these are nothing new. And, um, and you know, this is a group of people that is not o- only religious. They're also, they're also organized crime. And um, and you can you can see that they were trying to cover something up uh, the way the way they cleared it out. In fact, we we're going to have a lot less questions answered the way that, that this went down, because they're just going to clear it all out and let it drop down the memory mm-hmm. hole. But, you know, in a, in a way, I'm glad we didn't like jump on it right away because we really didn't know anything and we kind of still don't, uh, except I've I've read or heard that it's kind of a subsect of orthodox jews it's not like mainstream orthodox is it hasidic jews is that the ones that wear the or, funny hats and the twisty well, they, hair and... they they've got the little curly cues and they've got the flat bill hats which i think i think is kind of a badass look the the hat at the very least i'm not a i'm not a fan <laughs> of the curls but uh but yeah it's I, from what I understand, it's actually almost like a cult of Judaism where they actually believe that the Messiah came in the form of a guy who died. Rabbi like Schneerson. Died something or other. Yeah. That's, yeah. He died like 30, 30 years ago or something, right? I, I uh, no, it's ex- the 90s. Yeah. I just want to explain here in defense of the tunnels that I, <laughs> I think it's a subset of the orthodox jews that are just following this hermetic principle of as above so below because if they came from outer space they also are below (laughs) and i want to say it's a it's a particular subset and the reason that they wear their large hats and they dress in all black is because then they can go on the streets and just kind of shawshank redemption all the dirt and the filth into the streets from all this tunneling okay you know (laughs) I, i don't know why they're getting singled out i feel like if black people had an underground railroad is this not like kind of the same thing but a few feet deeper yeah you know? yeah no it's yeah. a good point it's a good point some people what? are like some people are like they were just doing it so they could worship during covid and i I'm can't like, stand those people that's I, what i was about no, to no. i'm like i'm like i'm like <laughs> okay. um 
so, I don't know if that fully explains the effort they put no, in. That's a really, no, that's that's actually like a legit reason because if you're gonna drink blood and sacrifice babies and everything gets <laughs> shut down, like how are you supposed to do that? <laughs> People get in your way. Like you need to do that. So I, I mean, was going to say, sense. like, not everyone can afford an island. Not everyone's like a rich Jew of that I mean, kind of Jeffrey Epstein level. So I, sometimes you just got to make do with what you have. You know, I might, I might not have been in New York City, so you know, forgive my ignorance, but like, I still think I could have made it to the like sacrificial party if I wanted to during COVID lockdowns. Like, were they just pulling over Hasidic Jews left and right on the sidewalk? for just going places because no that was about 80 years ago <laughs> well this is you know to bill de blasio the old mayor bill de blasio's credit he said he was going to eradicate this disease from society and he did send them underground um but i was gonna say like it, it could have been a spur of the moment if it wasn't premeditated maybe they're just like hey we need to do something does anyone have any ideas and people were like well we've been stealing all these utensils from restaurants we might as well do something with it so they needed a place to store their treasure. I don't know. <laughs> God damn. Those tunnels. If That's we it. don't get banned from YouTube, I will be so amazed. <laughs> but in, you know, in, terms of, uh, in terms of lockdowns, like they were shutting down totally and stuff. And um, yeah. And so allegedly there was, there was this like big rabbi's funeral. So there was this big rabbi's funeral and a bunch of Jews were, were going on the streets and going to the funeral anyway. And I don't know whether it was Bill de Blasio or someone who worked for him on his main official Twitter account said, you know, I, I've told these Jews time and again, I will send the NYPD after you. We will eradicate this disease from society. And they oh, never damn. took that down. You can go to Twitter today and still find the tweet that's up there. Bro, so, so are we are we just jumping to conclusions when we make fun of this shit? Maybe, maybe you know, these these poor Hasidic Jews are just trying to hide from the Gestapo, man. That's why I didn't want to jump on it straight away because um, we have to remember that everything that comes out, especially this year, it seems the propaganda is ramping up like, you know, probably 10 times, I think. Big time. We, Big we time. need to fucking question everything from the very beginning. And um, that was a really great one to leave alone in my books. And yeah. I also, when I, the very first thing I saw, and I think I've, I might have mentioned this last week, very first thing I saw was the uh, footage of the supposed Jew coming out of the um, the hole in the ground <laughs> with his nice threads he's, on, not worried about out. the fact there's wire sticking out. It's going to probably rip his, it just looked like such crap and such he made was, up bullshit. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just sulking. like, yeah, I'm leaving this one alone. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. basically... They're being There's... demonized anyway. I'm not, you know, I'm just sitting on the fence here, but I'm, they're being demonized. We also have to be aware of that um, I, I, because I it's not reason... all Jews. You know, we need to remember yeah, there's think... different sects. There's also two Talmuds. Yeah, I think, I think the reason, so I think the reason this was in the news, I mean, I'm glad it was exposed, obviously. Uh, but at the same time, I think the reason it was in the news, because sort of like nothing happens without a like purpose in the news, right? If this was such a story if there was such tight control of the media right then why would this be allowed out so i do believe that there is tight control and curation of the media exactly. so they wanted you to see this on purpose and i think the reason for that is because it's unlikely that people are going to do much about it combined with like it's just gonna piss off people right like yeah and so if, if that yeah. if that guy's tweet that you were just talking about is still there that's also yes. very telling in my opinion Right. So it's so it seems like they, they allow for some truth or, or some mm -hmm. controversy to get out to kind of like 
really, really frustrating, demoralized. Well, okay, but to be fair, to be fair, it was not just the one video of the of the Jew in the hat popping out of a hole, popping out of a hole. (laughs) You know, as funny as that video was, there was also the video of like twenty of them fighting the fucking NYPD in the basement. Wait, that's not the NYPD. Right. That's their own cops. They have their own group of cops. That really? Staged. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. They are the most detested of, of all of them. Like all of triple parentheses them. Um, they have, you know, they're, they're not liked by Hollywood and they're not liked by, by Zionism. So they're not going to be... Um, given a favorable favorable light by the media, but they will get excuses from Ian Miles Chong and Tim Pool and people like that because, you know, it takes a conservative to, you know, uh, suck an uncircumcised dick any chance he gets. So that's that's how that those guys work. They're just, you know, they're shackle puppets. I was told that if I were to dig a hole in my backyard, I'd end up in China, not Israel. I don't know if y'all were told <laughs> the same thing. Let alone uh, little little Israel in downtown Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, I think they're making up a bunch of stuff. I mean, that whole thing, that whole um, so-called clash. I don't know. I mean, that could well have been staged as well. I just think there's so much stage play. We have to be really careful <laughs> about what we're even considering no taking seriously. Well, um, you know, the thing, the thing of it that I found most hilarious was again supposedly according to the story we've been fed there was some guy who lived in the building who called the police and he's like yo i'm not crazy please don't think i'm crazy but i can hear people speaking yiddish under my floorboard mike Mike, you got you got swerved, bro. Okay, the guy's name was like uh, uh, Richard Handler or something like that. Dick really, Handler? Handler. Yeah, it, it was it, it was a fake account. It was made up. So it's all fake. <laughs> it oh bit, damn it! Yeah. I really, I Look. really wanted that to be true, man. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, really raining on the parade, but um, the Jews are. I mean, it's the hot topic at the moment. So of course. The propagandists are going to take advantage of that. We have to remember this. I mean, they will play us. So, you know, I mean, they're always chucking out the burly. And if you don't know what that is, that's stuff that you chuck out to attract fish. So I just think, you know, this a lot of this stuff is just made up stuff that's just going to set our little community on fire and keep us distracted and busy. When you're looking at at the Chabad guys, when you're looking at those guys, you're not looking at Anthony Blinken. Janet Yellen. Exactly. You're not looking at Larry Fink and and exactly. those Jews, those those, those real Jews. troublesome <laughs> ones. The the ones like uh Victoria Newland, Noodleman, Kagan. Yeah, you know her. So all these people that are starting all the wars, you're not looking at the yeah. the ones that exactly that, yeah. Yeah, and once again, I just want to say not every Jew can afford an island like Epstein Island, Epstein Island. So if you want to donate to your local tunnel Jew today. Uh, you can really make a difference. One yeah, buy a, a, a Jew a tunnel. You know, one <laughs> one shekel a day really really makes a difference. Well, I I do think that tunnels are real, and I believe that they connect to another synagogue 
between synagogues and also other parts of New York. I think that those tunnels actually exist and are real. Why I would just, they? I, why? What? Why? Why would they not exist? Because they yeah. have to go underground. I mean, it's all part right, of history, cause, isn't cause it? All, yeah, there's all. But I wouldn't think, oh, you know, there's just homeless people living under there and that's it. And they're not being used by the Jews because if these people are landlords, what are the odds they're going to let some homeless person live under them for free? Probably no, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good not point. happening. So the mattresses, it's not just the tunnels, but like the mattresses and the suspicious materials that are down there. Because if we just saw, if we just saw like a big dragging cove of gold, we'd be like, well, yeah, but the fact that there's, you know, well, like, you know, dirty mattresses and there's like kids' equipment and other stuff down there. Yeah, high little, chairs, a little, a little high, suspicious. High yeah. chairs and shit stained mattresses. Yeah, okay, a okay. Sus, a little sus. A it's little sus. a little sus, but I was thinking about this, right? Now, A, there could have been props if it was a staged thing. The other thing is that if they are indeed doing things under there, and I don't know whether, like, I don't know enough whether they would include women or families or anything. Maybe they were harboring people. Maybe they were holding meetings and things. These people probably have children. Children have to go and sleep somewhere while this stuff goes on. I was just thinking, I'm not like, I'm just being devil's advocate here. Okay. I'm just (laughs) putting it out. So it's possible there were high chairs and there were mattresses with soiled things on them because their children were sort of being babysitting in that room while the business goes on and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a possibility. At minimum, well, they were getting gay down there. <laughs> okay. I tried. <laughs> well, I'll say I'll say this. One thing I did notice is that the rooms in this supposed tunnel were like porcelain lined. They were like tiled. You know, it's like this shit was there before. I think they just unearthed something that already existed. No, and it's been. And we're I using said that. It. It, the yeah. bird bird said that it's been there. Like it's been yeah. there for a long time. So right. Yeah. Oh, there's there's Rob Brisky. We got What's Rob up? in the Yay. house. What hey. what do you think of tunnel Jews, Rob? I am not a Jew. <laughs> That's a nice first question. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do I think of it? Okay. So it reminds me of a slaughterhouse with all that porcelain everywhere. I'll just say that now. Uh-huh. Oh there. You've the got US it. I said building it. is built on what used to be a slaughterhouse. It That's was, right. Uh, it was donated by, by Rockefellers. So, yes. Yep. And if you remember the pool incident, does anybody remember the painting of the pool and the red shoes? Tucker, it, was, it wasn't Tucker Carlson. It was the other guy. Yes, yes, definitely. Too, yeah. yeah. Who, who was the other? What's, what's the name of the other fellow? The James Elephantis? Elf, no. I think, I, I think he has a copy of it. But I'm thinking of the guy who works for CNN, whose mom was one of the Vanderbilts. Anderson oh, Cooper. Oh, um, and uh, Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Anderson okay. Cooper. Yeah. Anderson yeah. Vanderbilt takes it in the pooper Cooper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What was the connection with Anderson Cooper and the pool? He had a picture of a pool. Right. With kids in the uh, porcelain on the pool. Right. Oh, that that artwork. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, he did. All that weird artwork. And we know about the red shoe thing too, right? David yeah. Bowie, put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Mm. And the Pope. What does that mean? Very well. On that note. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Rob, it's good to see you, brother. It's been a while. How you how you doing? Pretty good now. Now that I got yeah. this crazy setup fixed, and I see how I was burning up the uh, the uh, levels here. Sorry about that. Oh, it no sounds worries. really good. It's just a little yeah. up. That's all. You ever nice. I've got a good time. I've got a I've got a new um, LGBTQ uh, <laughs> microphone. Um, it's big and it's black and it's rainbow colored. Whoa, what are we getting to there? I don't know. I should have bought the what, white one. What's it going to transform into? White supremacist. I don't know. Once it goes down your throat, who cares, right? I don't know. <laughs> Did you get that anyway. specifically to talk about the technocratic uh, feudalism? You know, my little glowy <laughs> yeah. microphone from China. Oh, okay. And I got Ooh. this too. Oh, that looks Ooh. fun. That, that looks very look fun. fun. <laughs> the other oh, thing, doesn't work. I don't know what's wrong with it. It's, it doesn't <laughs> do any of the things that I programmed it to do over the last week. So I'm just like, well, I might as well show it to people because that's the most that's going to help me right now. So, Bloody nice, nice paperweight, mate. Yeah, well, I mean, for a hundred bucks, what do you want, right? It goes beep, beep, boop, boop most of the time. <laughs> Rob, so Rob, need... that that thing with the that looks like a digital uh, lava lamp is that your yeah. microphone? Yes, this I decided to get a condenser microphone, so I got the HyperX Quad. I've been looking at it for a while, and uh, it seems pretty good so far. Yeah, can't beat a condenser. Yeah. Pretty no. psychedelic, dude. Yeah, I just wish I could stop it changing because it's like hypnotizing me and shit. You're going to be gay by the end of the show. <laughs> I, I love your MK Ultra phone. It's really yeah. good. Yes. Be careful. Maybe you should wear a blindfold, you know, just to Put be Put a safe. condom on it. <laughs> Might need that by the end of this podcast. I don't know. It. We'll see. Oh, I don't care. I like it dirty. Whatever. Anyway. Well, talk dirty. Well, Rob. That's right. Rob, I, I just caught up on your uh, group chat that you kind of run, and I was uh, educating myself on everything that's been going. Oh, I guess I guess Ando basically runs it now that I now <laughs> I that I've not done one administrative thing in that room. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Uh, but a lot of a lot of weird shit's been going on, especially like in the Supreme Court. You know, I I would just like to open up the floor to Rob uh, to to educate us on what the fuck is what, because I'm sure you have opinions. Well, I won't even give an opinion. What I'll yeah. do is I'll just give um, basically what it's going to do and how it's going to affect all of us. Um, by the way, I don't have an echo, do I? Because I'm ha no, I have no. a little echo in my ear. Am you, I okay on your end? Sound good. No, you okay, sound cool. cozy. Thanks. So where are you okay. starting? Are you starting? Because there's been multiple things, right? Yes, we, there's a lot talking, going on. Are we talking Chevron deference? Or are we talking, you know. Let's hit that one first. What are we talking? So what the Chevron deference was meant to do and what they actually did with it. Okay. What Chevron deference was originally meant to do was to basically unburden the legal system and the federal courts and say, basically, look, um, this in particular, the oil industry, oil industry has a lot of things going on in it that no other industry faces. So for lawyers to go out there, hire private investigators and or experts, et cetera, et cetera. By the time it's all said and done, you're broke, right? I mean, you've spent 
maybe millions of dollars, billions of dollars, who knows? Um, and maybe you still don't have a good decision, right? You, you don't have a, a, enough data to make a good decision. So what they basically said was, uh, oil industry, you tell us how to regulate you. Okay. Now that was only supposed to be for like big industries that pollute a lot, et cetera, et cetera. So two things it did, it let the industry write its own regulations, which you know what happens then, right? You end up with monopolies because they write regulations that they know their competition can't abide by and or can't afford. So what, what they're going to do is they're going to write regulations that only hurt the smaller industry players and hurt uh, them, but then they'll do things like push, like steer subsidies into the larger companies. Okay. So that's effectively what we got. But then the problem is, is that then Chevron deference started to be used for all these other agencies to be invented uh, based on Chevron, uh, Chevron deference, you know, so all of a I, sudden it became a power grab. If I can reframe it, just correct me if I'm wrong. The way I understand it is that it's sort of a law that a, a precedent that set this, uh, I guess, I guess what it said is that we're going to default to the experts. We're going to trust the supposed experts to tell us what the rules should be. We're going to enforce those rules until proven wrong. It's almost like this, like, yes, might makes right effectively in this so, case. In other words, Congress handed over the ability to write law to the regulatory bodies. Correct. Yes. yes you could. The regulatory bodies could use the Chevron deference to bring in their own crew of experts and then make regulations and the regulations would automatically be enforced by the courts. And we're That's talking, cool. we're talking FDA, EPA, CDC, yes, US, USDA. I mean, fill in the blank. TSA, all the, all the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. I mean, without Chevron deference, we probably wouldn't have a TSA. We probably uh, wouldn't have the overreach of the ATF in the past uh, 50, 40 years. Right. We being, able, have had, being able to declare a little piece of plastic, something worth sending you to prison for, say, 10 years, just because we said so. Without that's exactly any, what they without, did without an act of Congress, just like what allows the FDA slash USDA to prosecute Amish cow farmers for selling raw milk and and pasture raised beef. It's the same it, all, Chevron deference, I believe, opened up this entire framework of yes. regulatory overreach and and yeah, basically lawfare with no need for congressional you know voting to declare these laws. Exactly. They're able to bypass so, Congress and then use these regulations to go after their political enemies. They've done it over and over again. Also so left and right. So am I, am I correct in in saying that what what's new, what's happening now, is that there is some case that's questioning Chevron deference, like it's it's being undermined, perhaps, or like they're what's reviewing going on? the whole thing. 
they're reviewing the whole thing. And that's why it's so important. And that's why so many, especially liberals who have used the regulator, regulatory capture and uh, the regulations and these three-letter agencies to create lawfare against their enemies, um, they're losing their minds because if it gets if it gets overturned, um, ATF loses its power. FBI loses many of its powers. Not all of it because let's not forget the FBI was actually voted for in Congress, I think. But that was even shady. Okay? Um, IRS may lose some of its powers that it's uh, brought forth since uh, Chevron deference. It won't be able to hide under that anymore. Okay? Um, so you got the eight. Basically, all your three-letter agencies abuse Chevron deference in some way, shape, manner, or form. And once this gets detonated, it will literally cause a constitutional crisis. This, people are thinking that, you know, the MAGA thing and uh, Trump maybe being elected and being thrown in jail or whatever is going to cause a civil war. No. What's going to make the elites rush for the big red buttons is going to be if Chevron deference gets detonated. Chevron deference takes all their power away. Um, I don't know how they're going, they expect to be able to recover it at that point. Um, I mean, they've already rigged the judges. We know that, but just on the face of it, they'll basically be telling the American people, Hey, your government has been lying to you and abusing you unconstitutionally for 40 plus years. And that alone, yeah. Yeah. I think will send things into a downward spiral for them. Us will be okay. I mean, again, uh, they're going to pull the brakes on the train, mm. on a bridge, and maybe blow the bridge up, okay? The elites are going to lose their damn minds, and they're going to go for broke, okay? That's why you're starting to see, I think, a lot of this uh, a lot of this civil unrest starting to bubble up, right? Like, we just saw some footage in Oakland recently that it was all white kids. White kids came from the suburbs and went to Oakland and had, like, a BLM rally for white people. It was bizarre. <laughs> like, and the cops well, just let it happen. I think we're going to see more of that, unfortunately. Y'all, I'm sure y'all heard that the um, theme, if you will, of the current Davos WEF meeting is rebuilding trust. Right. It's like, good fucking luck, motherfucker. <laughs> good fucking luck, you know? <laughs> That's the scam this year, though. I mean, if you, you can already see it happening. So, like, uh, this uh, Javier Malai guy down in Argentina, that's uh, it's a big, obvious scam. He even went to the uh, to the WEF yeah, and he like, spoke and, he and, spoke. and sounded super cool. He was yeah. invited there. They love him. He's one of their friends. He's met with all these people. He right. met with Zelensky. He's, you know, so they're going to put a bunch of actors like him in places to to make us all think that things are headed in a good direction i i promise y'all that 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 is the the agenda this year that in the end of this year it'll probably be trump re-elected and all this other stuff just to put everybody right back to sleep yep a hundred percent they've Wait. already told us they've told us in plain audio <laughs> um it's rebuilding trust that's the theme how can they can't get any clearer than that? 
I think the theme is actually rebuilding trust. <laughs> As in they we're definitely going to take over. Yeah, and what's so weird to me is while there's always been corruption, it's so crazy how there's been so many things that have been really overt. So the Jeffrey Epstein case is like one of the few conspiracies that's been, for the most part, widely accepted by the public, right? Like widely, finally acknowledged by the mainstream media. And then you have the 2020 election shenanigans, which is not as widely accepted per se. You have January 6th, which has its own... And then, of course, all the COVID nonsense. So what's strange to me is you have so many over-the-top, overt shows of corruption that it's kind of crazy how people haven't revolted by now, right? And it's weird. And I'm not saying that there hasn't been any corruption before, but again, it's just been so overt more than ever, in my opinion. I mean, we even saw, like, after COVID stuff, as you were meant, uh, kind of thought about this, that those teachers unions got to actually write CDC policy. <laughs> the CDC is just sending emails like, oh yeah, just put whatever you want. And then the CDC pressures the politicians to enforce that policy. So that was over. I mean, there's crazy, like really rampant off the rails. And to me, at least, I don't think people are going to revolt if, unless their resources specifically are taken away because Again, even if people are awoken to a certain knowledge and become, you know, aware of the overt corruption, they're not going to be able to revolt or really do anything about it if, if they're sort of tied down by like this inflation and this like, I don't really know how things are going to go. We will Again, give them we will give them the CBC, CBDCs and we will <laughs> make them happy with their lives and put them in the pods and feed them the bugs. Yeah. And they will be happy. Quick? Web three. Okay, so I've got so many people in tech asking me about Web three. I'm like, why are you asking me? I'm not a. I mean, I do some programming, but I'm not a programmer. You know what I mean? Why are you asking me? Um, it's almost like they want me to say it's okay. I'm like, I'm the last guy who's going to say it's okay. And I said, you do know Web three is what. NFTs are based on and NFTs are based on own nothing, be happy, a full registry of uh, total, total control, right? Of every last thing on the planet. I mean, in their eyes, they're going to have NFTs for, you know, every goddamn ant that's eating your sugar on the floor. You know what I mean? That That's the level of granularity they want to go down to. And these people are all touting Web3. And I'm like, do you even know what the hell you're even talking about? Well, Web3 is part of this collapse. I mean, it's how they're going to implement the CBDC. It comes in on Web3. Web3 basically builds the infrastructure for the C- CBDC. And then you have your phones connected to it and everything else. And then your everything goes to NFTs. Then they these big shots start cataloging things. And they start giving you your... Uh, your uh, basic income, right? Your your guaranteed basic income. And they're going to do it based on how many NFTs you generate. These guys want to be God. And it doesn't have to make sense, you know? And that's what I'm, I'm I like, I get exasperated when people on the right, especially are going, you know, they're clapping like a freaking seal on cocaine going, oh, Web3, oh, new technology. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. Okay, the, the Web three is how AI takes over everything. <laughs> you don't, you don't want this, and everybody's going to be directed or distracted 
towards the Web3 implementation because they're already starting the propaganda behind it. Okay, they know NFTs are a bust and they know people like me figured out what NFTs were really about within about the first 10 minutes of reading, reading the white paper, right? It's about there's, cataloging, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, it's, 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 it's yeah. you're giving them ownership by generating an NFT. What they're gonna do is you'll generate an NFT and it'll go up the blockchain and the NFT will be linked to a physical item and then they'll give you credits for it. So they're going to make the, you build your own digital prison. See, it's the it's the ultimate way to control the food uh, supply chain as well. Yeah, part of it. it just, part of it that I've heard they want to like give a token to every head of lettuce, every strawberry, every yes. fill in the blank, and that way, hypothetically, it's so they can, you know, better protect us from foodborne illnesses and outbreaks. But it's all about tracking and tracing what you consume when you consume it and basically how you consume it i guess you know and where all, you shit all, the, all the above and where you shit it yeah they're even they're gonna tracking, find you they're tracking and tracing our our fucking wastewater yep okay you know, i have an idea if we all <laughs> just each one of us grab a shovel we start digging now okay we start building the underground community we kick out the jews from underground we say this is ours now and we start taking over. We grow veggies underground. We use Rob's lava lamp for like light. You know, I don't like underground. I I hear what you're saying, but I'm just I'm gonna say hopefully we don't have to do it underground. Hashtag EasyPeasyGardens.com. Uh, <laughs> holler holler at at your boy. Let's grow some fucking food in your backyard. I don't care where you live. I'll help you do it. So, anywho. Nice shameless promotion there, Mike. Shameless. And uh, I just, the only line that keeps coming to my mind about this is, welcome to my parlor, said the spider to the fly, you know, web three. It's just, that's exactly sums it up, really. Thank you. Yes. Oh, and by the way, drink your own poo. That's that's the theme for today. Also, drink Wait, are you your own poo. Are you referring to Vivek or are you referring to Bill Gates? I just want to be All clear. of them. Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Albuquerque's doing it. Austin's doing it. All the cool people are doing it. <laughs> Why don't like, you drink your poo? Why not? What are you, a bigot? That's the horseshoe theory of like the, the uh, aristocratic elites and then just like the pores. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, Drizzle, I, I got to agree with him, and it's what I fear most. But he says the people will only act when they run out of food just like Sierra Leone. I mean, it's like every other crisis in the third world. Famine comes first, then, you know, basically violence and coups and whatever, fill in the blank. Yes, you only got to look at history. And it's just, it, I was only thinking the other day, I mean, I'm, like I'm not a history expert, but I get the gist of what's repeated <laughs> and the methodologies of some of it and it just seems that it just it's a cycle you know rinse repeat so it's quite incredible i suppose it really comes down to the education system doesn't it in one way because they're not really teaching all that stuff so it's up to the individual to seek it you know seek and you shall find but a lot of people just don't because we're dulled down you know that same old conversation we've all had a million times sitting there in front of whatever um drinking fluoride water etc 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 
Um, well, yeah. So. It, oh, so when you're eating yeah. your poo, what else are you eating? All the excess pharmaceuticals that other mm. people's bodies didn't didn't metabolize, right? Apparently so, even though they are making out that's a very, very small degree. And what was it over something like 70 years? You'd only had like 0.1 of a litre or something. I don't believe that for a second. I think that's way, way, way bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it would have to be much more than that. Even by the end of a bloody year, I would think it would, would accumulate. So, yeah. They're just sitting back laughing, smoking their cigars in their cocktail bar underground, watching us eat our poo. <laughs> yes. Or drink it. Drink it, eat it, whatever. Because they want to make poop in the food now. What the hell is that shit? What? Literally. Haven't heard yeah. that one. Oh, oh do you yeah, mean the like idiot um, Japanese? I, yep, I've Japanese heard, are doing I've that. heard of this. Yeah, he's do you mean sausage. Uh, spraying I'm the like, crops. how appropriate that that's the first thing you'd go for to make sausage oh. out of poo. Yes, please. <laughs> Don't even try and change it around or make it look different. Just uh, the same way it came out. Just uh, you know, just, put it put it on the shit shelf. Shit, it's straight good. on the plate, mate. That's right. On and the remember, plate. just open your mouth, and you know somebody will bend over, and you know, there you <laughs> go. It'll be like a horrible South Park. You know, oh, eat the like shit the sandwich. People in government. Just, yes. You'd have seen that meme with um the dude leaning over and he's pooing out, and there's somebody's just eating it, and, yes. like, and they go, "Government, you." <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. now it's exactly what's happening. I don't know. It's manifested. Oh my god. Yeah. Stella, Stella. It's not a joke. Stella, don't be a bigot and just eat the shit sandwich. <laughs> yes. Okay. Shut up and eat your poo. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Just be grateful that there's bread. Okay. Soylent right, green is so poo poo. I think, I think two girls, one cup. I guess was more prophetic. Yes, than it I was. Prepared to admit. And then two girls, one two farmer. Guys, one cup would be more about surrogacy and yet still prophetic, more than I care <laughs> to admit. Now, I honestly, I hate to admit how prophetic that statement was for where I intend on taking this conversation. Oh uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate, I hate to be that guy, but, uh, gumdrops. yeah, we're going to get, we're going to come right back around to, to shit, to human feces. Um, ah. but in the meantime, I want to say that not all hope is lost. You know, I don't know who invited this guy, but supposedly we have a friend at the forum this year in Davos. Trust has been eroding in recent years, which is why this week's meeting on rebuilding trust has been so important. Rebuilding trust with whom exactly? I'm sorry, I'm gonna let you finish. But here's the thing, as far as the public opinion is concerned, they don't trust you and they never will because they didn't elect you. And here's the thing, while we edit, Epstein didn't kill himself, and there are probably people in this very forum who were clients of him. <laughs> I hope that was real, but I don't know. It's not. No, but, it's but not. Here's a thing. This, this is a good example of, of never believe your, your eyes anymore. This is like all these things can be fake. <laughs> especially stuff on a big screen with blue screens and whatnot. Isn't it funny that they have their whole forum in front of like this blue screen and it, the whole yes, thing, it, the it, whole it, thing so we... looks... I have something to say about this. <laughs> Thanks to Ando's skill with the AI image generator. We have a remarkably similar backdrop, but uh, you know, I think we have a touch more authenticity, <laughs> but no, it, it is funny because it looks like anybody could be like green screened into that backdrop. Yep. I've um, had this discussion a couple of times, maybe, I don't know if it was on this forum, but um, about the AI green screens. Yeah, I have mentioned it here, uh, where they're using the magenta and 
um, oh, what is it? Magenta and the blue lights to uh, to turn you. Well, it's it's done differently now. It's an AI green screen. It's not just done sort of like in an analog version of digital, if there is such a thing. You know what I'm talking about, Rob. But they're using magenta and um, blue, I think it is, to make the people like very bright, the absolute opposite of green. And then it's like they can do the AI backdrops that gets around the problems of the old problems of green screen are things like hairs, like very fine hairs and people wearing glasses when they turn sideways, etc. Um, so, yes, that my point being in my burbling way is that we must never, ever believe anything from this point, really from probably many years ago, that we see because the green screening, etc., is much, much better than what they are like what we play with, you know, what they've allowed us to have. They're way, way ahead. We all know that. Um, I mean, I, we discussed, I think, when Binkley was on here about the South Af- the South Korean uh, president who basically ran his campaign with a deep fake. Um, I mean, that was a bit ridiculous as a concept, but it's just normal apparently. But the the technology is so much better than, I mean, I look at some of these hearings and I, I think I've explained that here before as well, that, I don't think they're even taking place in those rooms. I don't think half the people we see in the backdrop are in those rooms. I think there's it's scripted, rehearsed. Um, and remember we went through that last camera shot, that sort of pulling out shot of the – was that with you? Or it might have been with Binkley actually. Anyway, there was this, spe- there was this thing with um, the UFO guy. What's his name? Grush. No, the other one that's really well known that's been around for ages. Stephen Greer, um, yeah. yeah, doing his hearing. And it just like the very, very last shot was such a giveaway to me, I suppose, maybe because I was looking out for stuff like that. But it was like this Hollywood production craned pullback shot, which you just don't get when someone's shooting a hearing. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying the world is absolute bullshit at this point. So please be, remember that. You've got to remember everything. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm just saying if anyone out there isn't quite aware just it's a it's a different level of thinking we have to get on. It's another way of thinking. We have to change our minds to approach and this what is being flung at us. We otherwise we won't. We'll just fall for it. I don't know if you'll know this, but we're not all in the same room. We're all in different places. <laughs> yeah, and I wish not, that weren't true. I wish we're, we're not. All yeah, together. we're all currently at Davos. <laughs> Australia doesn't exist. <laughs> We're all in different hotel rooms in Davos getting serviced by their Davos prostitutes. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, none of these people are at the meetings. They're all getting head from, like, some Swedish <laughs> This is the you other know? thing that I sort of wanted to say. Like, I have questioned whether, you know, the whole – whether are they in Switzerland? Are they in that place? Because I was watching the um, – I don't know what her name was, but she was like the Indian sort of host MC, I guess, that was interviewing Bill Gates. Did any of you see that interview? They were sitting down and uh, in the background, which I'm sure was AI, um, was supposedly, you know, the backdrop of all the Swiss Alps. And they're sitting there on chairs and they're not, you know, I mean, they're, I, I guess they're sort of warmed up, but they're not particularly, you know, wearing huge jackets or anything. And there's like, there's lots of hog coming out of, their breath, is that what you call it over there? Um, you know, mist from the cold, the hot breath. So you could see it's like they're obviously given the illusion that they're in this really cold place. And I'm thinking, you call it, just, you there call was it, too much that didn't make sense about it. I just don't know. I thought it was. You call it hog? 
<laughs> yeah, Hog? well, some people. Yeah, what else? What do you call it? I don't know. I don't know. Like steam, steam I suppose. Steam or, or fog. Vocal steam. Fog. But <laughs> hog. It's just vape, bro. Yeah, vape. Chucking oh, clouds. Chucking clouds, bro. It's visual words. But, um, you know, I mean, it was also, I was thinking how funny it sort of shows, that's, you know, the, uh, not that's their masks. souls just leaving their body. From, like, all <laughs> that's that what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and Bill Gates was in his normal over-animated, you know, character where it's like you just could tell a liar because they have to over-animate everything to convince you of stuff. Um, and he was he was talking about this new gadget that was going to, you know, save the world, basically. <laughs> He's off to save the world again. Anyway, my point being I was questioning whether they were actually in the place that was sort of being presented and mm-hmm. whether they're actually underground in a very heavily vaulted arena you know, I just don't think they're anywhere where they make out they are or anything. I think it's all projected. A lot of it from theatres that where it's filmed underground. I know that sounds crazy, but so Ando, can you Ando, can you kind of translate for me here? Uh, Drizzle commented that he says he's from the Heritage Foundation, uh, Parasite Think Tank. It's just there. Heritage Foundation is uh, it's another NGO kind of thing where they get people and uh yeah so he's he's some kind of he's some kind of i i don't know what he is i don't know if who he's a, who are we talking the, this this comedian that, yeah is he a comedian is he a podcaster i'm assuming so, he's a podcaster supposedly he's like a comedian or something but yeah well he I made mean, all these the he made all these videos yeah yeah so he, oh, he's sorry, funded by this? some deep-pocketed some something or other that comes up with policy and puts people in places really okay so the guy making these joke videos you're saying yeah yeah it, so he's some sort of controlled opposition uh drizzle uh-huh. hit us up in the comments uh if you know more i think is heritage foundation is that one that soros funded because soros has his foundations but he's also that got Isabel. he's also yeah, got, i think he it, did actually yeah yeah i think it was him and rumsfeld or something like that and uh, Heritage Foundation is supposed to be the right wing, but they always fund their opposition, right? So, yeah, that's how it always goes. That's why uh, that's why we have to stop thinking in dialectics because that that is the control mechanism. It's the puppet on the left and the puppet on the right, and they're they're both uh, piloted by the same guy. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yep. Well, let me let me play one more of these, and uh, we can discuss this guy a little more. You mentioned that the biggest threat to a cohesive and sustainable world was security. Mr. Schwab, I'm sorry, but the biggest threat to the world is the fake stream news media. And the second biggest threat to the world is this very organization, the World Economic Forum, which is the communist party that was not elected by the people. And that's why I keep telling you, y'all should go fuck yourself. So he's got like five or six of these. Um... And I thought they were funny, but it is like clearly kind of directed. And apparently it comes from like some organization called Catch Up. Catch Up Media, not like the condiment, but like catching up to something. Catch Up. I don't know who they are. I don't know where this guy's from. Damien Imani. But yeah. So I guess this is not a Soros thing because uh, Drizzle says it's a right wing um, think tank foundation or whatever. 
But I mean, none of those things are, I mean, none of those things are actually right wing either. That's, that's the other thing to, yeah. to point out that it's just the, the right half of the liberal party and everything. Well, and like, like you said, this guy from uh, Argentina showing up and giving a speech and like yep. praising, praising libertarianism at the world economic forum, like kind of weird, man, kind of sus, like, and he got cheers or claps or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's kind the only of way he could praise libertarianism at the world economic forum would be to jump up there and pull out a machine gun. <laughs> allegedly so to speak actions not words you know what i mean let's see some true libertarianism on that stage okay. some he Myers, some kaczynski like we were talking that's right. about earlier yeah let's talk so, about uh, the really the real libertarians so that... drizzle says that that was not the guy he was thinking about he uh but the president of the heritage foundation was in davos this week doing a lot of the same kind of bits wasn't that the guy that was sort of the MC? I could be mistaken there, but I thought perhaps that was the guy. I did see that guy speaking, whoever the heritage guy was. I'm just not sure what part so he was playing. The guy you just saw was not the heritage guy, but he was doing the, the heritage guy was for real at Davos doing the same thing. Yeah, that's why I think that maybe they're not where they say they are because it would be too easy to just, you know, drop a little boy on them or something, <laughs> you know. Boom. <laughs> bye bye. But so no, too easy. That's why I think it's um yeah, probably underground. Well, you know, worry not, we do have a fact check from USA Today referring to this exact video saying that it was an altered video and it should not be taken seriously <laughs> in case you're a fool. But this is the clown world we're living in. You know, like these clearly satirical videos, people take them serious. It's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Idiocracy rises, y'all. Got electrolytes. <laughs> <laughs> it's what plants crave. If you have not seen Idiocracy, Stella. I still haven't. I only just, I st <laughs> it's on my list of my very short list. And I was just watching They Live the other night for the first time. Oh, that's oh God, favorite. finally. Just Jesus. Catching up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John Carpenter is 1987. <laughs> you got to watch uh, Escape from big, New York. Big Trouble in I Little think China. I think I may have seen. Yeah. Ooh. I have seen oh, Big Trouble in yeah. Little China because I was very much, it was that Kurt Russell, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So I, is, I liked him. So, 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 so is Escape from New York. Yep. Right, yeah. I'm not sure if I've seen that. If I have, it would have been back in the 80s, and that's way oh. too many incidents ago. <laughs> it's the tits. It's the best. I love that movie. I have to watch it. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, everyone, I got to bounce. I've got some. Rachel, glad, <laughs> glad you made it. Yep. See you, Rachel. We'll see you. Thanks for having Take me. Care. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right. Y'all have a good night. Thank you. Peace okay. out. Bye. OG also had to bounce. Uh, yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> that's it, it. Is what it is. He's got to hit the road early in the morning. I think so. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I guess the 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 theme I wanted to get at tonight was techno feudalism, and how it really doesn't matter what it is. I think I think the currency of 
you know, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about how capitalism has almost given way to this new techno feudalism where exactly. People are, yeah. People. Okay. So back to dialectics, capitalism, communism, uh, mm-hmm. one hand washes the other and we get fucked by both of them. So, um, so whenever you look at the COVID shit, for instance, a lot of that was done with corporate tyranny that couldn't have been done without deregulation and capitalism. And this is mm. why this is why a lot of people, after all the nonsense went down, migrated away from libertarianism because the true consistent uh, capitalist point of view was to let these people fuck us. Yeah, well, that's fascism. So without well, the fascism... Uh, it, it, it either is is free market and and under unregulated and all this other stuff or it isn't they they really libertarianism opened the door for this devil that they came after us and we have to recognize that we have to open but our eyes to that also everything is a cycle as well isn't it so it's not like we're ever going to find something that's going to last forever that's going to always work so i guess we have to be prepared for the cycles and just learn how to deal with each cycle because it's always going to be a little bit different obviously especially with technology um because who knows what's next what's what's going to be the next industrial revolution apart from the after the transhumanism what's after that <laughs> you know the so, posthumanism it's already been cooked the posthumanism as in no humans at all uh very few and how people are going to deal with a world with a, a very small population they're already setting up uh, robot girlfriends, AI yeah. life experiences. So you you can you can go and visit your dead friends in uh, in virtual reality because most of their memories mm. will be mapped out and and the the replicas of people based off of what they put into social media, what we're putting out here in our podcasts and shit like that. They, yeah, they can yeah. really fake they can fake a person pretty damn good. And this is why why we shouldn't trust Elon. Because he's got a huge fucking database and <laughs> mm. all of our private messages are being kept track of by groups like Telegram, for instance. You know, like they're they're keeping our yep. information and they're going to use it against us one day. And their voices. And, and, oh, absolutely. I totally agree. And I, I always think that every time I, I post something, I think, oh, there goes another five credit scores, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Um, so I don't know. Maybe. But even after that, I was sort of thinking like transplanetism. I don't know. I guess I'm not sure what the next big thing will be. It'll be just the nerds that they need to keep shit running. The the uh, super people like uh, Jared Kushner, who plans to live forever. Um, you know, the person Trump's handler, basically. He's, yep. you know, yep. Trump he is. is Jared Kushner's puppet. So mm-hmm. and that's why everybody needs to be careful about what they're wishing for these days. You know, <sighs> yes. it's all about that turd temple. Where's the turd temple? Oh, it was all over that mattress in that tunnel. I forgot. That was a turd temple. What was going on there? Somebody's trying to build the turd temple early. Let's keep Bill Gates and Vivek away from that. That's right. I think that's interesting too. And I'd like your opinion on uh, the the red heifers right now. Apparently they've got about, I don't know, a dozen, 20 or something of them. Oh, I didn't want to leave you out, Rob, or anything, but just in a Way more. He knows, they got way he knows more than them. that. Yeah, uh, lots of – but, they're. Yeah, I mean, the, the mosque is still there. Like, they've, they're have they getting a little bit ahead of themselves, putting the bull before the cart, so to speak. Are they not? I mean, it's, so that makes it's, me go, how much like of this a, show It's an well. industry. 
you know it's this whole thing is just an industry yeah and oddly enough they're all coming from texas by the way all the red heifers have come from texas there's a guy breeding them because there's there's people in in this death cult and a lot of people that pretend to be christian they're not christian if 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 you believe this shit you're not christian so if you if you worship the jews you're definitely not a christian so anyway uh yeah this uh this whole thing's a a big mess somebody made the point uh i forgot which podcast i was listening to but they've already gone to calling the uh, palestinians animals and so when animal sacrifice happens at aloxa you you know what that means so yeah where are they gonna reach for you know oh my gosh yeah oops it the thing is you can't force you can't force prophecies to happen you know and and maybe maybe that is that's probably sort of what's going on i know that i i know that these technocrats have all kinds of sick twisted stuff planned i know that they're trying they're doing everything they can do to piss off god you know they're they're like trying to make pregnant men and i'm not talking about women that you know uh women that become men getting pregnant like that's that's what a a pregnant man is these days according to the nonsense but they're trying they've been they've been trying this at least for like a hundred years to implant uterus into men and shit like that this there's all kinds of sick twisted stuff that these people that just that just hate hate god and nature and uh and so they're trying to do all this kind of stuff to piss off god because they they think you know, it's like the Tower of Babel. They were building it. They were building it to get up there and fight God. That was the agenda. It was to get up there and fight him. Mm-hmm. Now, that that's what they're doing right now. That's what Davos is doing. That's that's these people's agenda. That's the Yuval Noah Raris and all the other psychopaths out there. Yeah, and look at the United Nations building. It looks like a big monolith, just like the thing that come is with the beginning of 2001. And they've got their UN meditation room. That's a freaky place. Have you ever looked at that? Um, you probably have that. I've and, not seen. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you should. Br- you haven't seen that. We must bring that up. We must bring it's that twisted. up. Twisted. That's uh okay. I'll I'll look for that. Mark, yeah. If you want. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, you know, so this concept of techno feudalism. You know, if we're gonna talk about it, we have to know what feudalism is, and you know, it's not. It's not something I suppose everybody would know. I. I seem to remember learning about sort of serfdom and how, you know, shit worked where it was lords who sort of owned owned the land, right? All the the kingdom. Well, there were lords and kings and whatever, so on and so forth. But then these serfs, these peasants, um, what's the other word? These uh bondsmen is another one. Fiefs. Fiefs Fiefs. and bondsmen, yeah. Yeah. And sort of this, uh, I guess, manorialism. Manorialism, I guess. Where, yeah, the the lord of the manor, right? And the only way you could sort of survive as a fief, as a peasant, was to live on the lord's manor and trade a certain amount of your product, right? The early taxes it was like, 
you had to grow grain, you had to grow what have you, and a certain amount would be taken. Uh, you would be taxed by the sheriff. You know, this is how shit worked in medieval times. Feudalism. That's but we're yeah. we're kind of going into a new version of this where I think instead of our labor, it's more about our attention. Right? With all sure these the with all these um social media whatnots. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. not about it's not about what you spend it's what you spend your time on yeah you that's are, like the, you are the, the harvest product. yeah you're the product yes the harvest is your attention I'm, I'm not sure how that quite um feudalism and collectivism is differs i'm not sure if there's much of a difference there but yeah i mean that's what it sounds like it's kind of same thing different name maybe primeval uh communism if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the next yeah. step is communism. Yeah. Full communism. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. <laughs> I mean, it, well, it's how shit worked in a lot of places. We'll own um, everything. You know, in, in Japan, they were called shoguns in, in Europe, they were called Lords and ladies and Dukes and du duchesses. And, uh, you know, I'm sure in Africa they had versions of feudalism. It's kind of almost, um, the first, I don't know, natural structure. Once you develop a certain level of civilization, of agriculture, of some psychopath taking control of mm. everybody, right? Yep. And yes. building a castle and uh, beheading anybody that opposed him. And you know, we're 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 kind of getting back to that again. That's my point. But it's just yeah. it's just online. Exactly. That's what I mean yeah. exactly about the cycles. Yeah. So this is just another cycle of the same thing, only in a different, with a different mask. Mm -hmm. With a COVID mask. That's <laughs> well, important. there we go. I mean, that's you know, symbolic of what they were going to do to us in so exactly. many ways, you know, like the hand over the mouth, the you will be silent. Um, it, so many different connotations could be put into the mask. And, you know, you go back to 1918, same thing. Um, you go back, I'm sure there was probably other incidents. Well, the Black Death sort of time, that was all based on lies as well. 1600s, they used to, uh, was it 1600s, 1700s? The uh, Habsburgs, Spanish used to, uh, conquistadors used to also mask their slaves. So yeah, uh, the moment I seen that, I was like, oh, here we are again. It's the Very same Hannibal. old crap. Yeah. That so was another you thing, at, you know, bringing, Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Yeah. Um, oh, if I recall too, let's, let's go back to the Roman days. If I recall, uh, weren't the Roman slaves also masked? Some that reason rings I remember a bell. reading, reading something about that, that if mm. you were like really low on the scale and you were going to be bonded for life, right? In other words, you're going to be a slave for life. They made you wear a mask. Um, also to, you would see mm. that oftentimes in the, uh, gladiator rings. They weren't wearing a mask to protect themselves. They would oftentimes have a have a, a leather mask over their face. Mm. Why would you have that? It doesn't make any sense, right, for battle. Um, but that usually was a sign that this person is going to die a slave, even if they make it out of the gladiator arena. Right. And also well, the Uyghurs. Is it the Uyghurs that are they're all imprisoned? Yeah. They often make them wear masks. Yes. I'm thinking how... 
really the only difference between a serf and a slave is mm-hmm. that supposedly a, a serf can leave. They you can know, go like, to a new master willingly yeah. if they pay off whatever the debt that they've incurred at the yeah. current, uh, you know, well, current position. It's, all it's slavery like, was. It's like indentured, not... indentured uh, servitude, basically. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. uh, all of it was really that it, until, you know, it. it I, I don't know what when it developed into chattel slavery, but by definition, it was just a debtor. And look at all of us. We all, you know, everybody in, in our culture, um, you have to have debt to survive. Our money is 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 debt. It's literally debt that we're we're spewing around with each other. Um, that, that's that's what our currency is made of. We monetize debt. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. And if you go if you guys remember um, in the channel, I put up a interesting part of the 14th Amendment which allegedly stopped slavery. What it actually did was make it impossible to break the slavery because it literally said that all debts of the United States are not to be questioned or discussed. 14, I think it was uh, 14 three. Why mm. would that be in there? If it's supposed to be freeing people, Oh, look, mm-hmm. we're all not slaves anymore. And then it says you cannot question the national debt under any circumstances. When, what's democratic about that? Let's talk about that shit, shall we? Now, here's what's interesting is everyone's, uh, there was an interview with Obama not too long ago. Well, my long is different than other people's long, but we won't go there. Um, so one of the things that he had said in an interview before he became president was that basically his favorite amendment was the 14th Amendment. And people thought it was because it freed the slaves. And it was like, no, dumbass. It basically put us in eternal, eternal world economic debt. We were being suppressed by the globalists and we can't even question it. That's why he liked that. Because if you've noticed, what's one of the first things that Obama and Biden did more than any other president? Spend money, give money to foreign countries, give money to Iran, et cetera, et cetera. And they were doing it on the backs of the ability to be able to basically coin debt or incur debt without question. That's why they like the 14th Amendment. They don't give a damn about what color you are, whether you are a slave or not. Sit your dumb ass down and think for a minute for a change. Enough of this. Read the actual, read the actual text in the amendment. Read it. Stop thinking that it freed you because it didn't do shit. Right? If anything, it put you it basically franchised slavery to every end of our united states so we we got a good comment from recycle bin laden our good friend (laughs) rbl good to see you man uh he says seems a facet of feudalistic rule was depriving access to meat in the diet smaller weaker smaller weaker people uh were easier to rule and i think he's got a point man i think he's got a point Absolutely. Like they would eat fucking potatoes and turnips and fucking cabbage, and that was about it, man. Yes, and um, um, I remember my father-in-law, ex-father-in-law, may he rest in peace. Um, he's he was telling us stories about how they had to just eat grass after you know during World War Two, 
in you know Poland, Holland. Um, so yeah, it's the same thing. The starving people, of course, they're going to just do anything. They're going to comply. Yeah, you'll or, know. Or, kill each, or kill each other, one or the other. They're <laughs> eating the a... tulips a lot of the time too, and the sprouts, which then just seem to escalate starvation because there was nothing to eat. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was a vegetarian eat. for a majority of my life, like from age eight until probably about 41, 42. And uh, yeah, so 34 years, 30, some, something like that. I can't even count because uh, I was all malnourished for all those years. No, <laughs> but uh, I it was during the uh, the 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 scary COVID times whenever you couldn't go out to restaurants, you had to get shit ordered to your room. And, uh, and so I ordered some beans and they showed up with uh, big hunks of beef in them. And I'm like, well, at this rate, I'm going to have to eat this anyway at some point and throwing it away really doesn't do anything for anybody. And so I tried it and I felt amazing the next day. But, uh, I think, you know, over those years, yeah, I, I, I went down some some dumb roads and things like that, but I think that's just because, you know, I'm just dumb anyway. Uh, um, didn't we all? <laughs> we all did. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, I, I, I don't think... I, I've heard this thing before. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 5'11". It's, you know, it, it's not like, uh, you know, like the people saying that, that people that don't eat meat don't grow. And, you know, I definitely grew. And, you know, I... I I rode a bicycle pretty much for a living. I was, I was carrying people up hills on a bicycle for years and years. I did just fine with that. So um, it's, it's not like you can't be strong and you can't be, and you can't be healthy and all these other things. So I think that that's, that's a myth. I don't think you necessarily need it that, you know, in a, in a culture where you can get protein from a variety of other sources, but I think it is the most efficient form of protein. Um, mm. And so you don't have to eat as much of it in order to get the things that you need to, to live on. And uh, and right now with my lifestyle being totally different where I'm not active all freaking day, I'm sitting driving a truck, you know, I, I only have to eat once. And that's because I'm eating meat now. And for one, there's more nutrition in it. And then, you know, whenever I was eating then, it was like I, I ate you know, tons and tons of things that, uh, that especially contain carbs. Um, but now it's like, I try to avoid carbs. And, All those things yeah. at the truck stops. Yeah. 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 That would be very tempting for you. I'd imagine, but, um, you know, look, people should really sort of use their common sense because if you think back, I mean, I don't know how many primitive men or, you know, primitive tribes or Neanderthals, whatever were vegetarian. <laughs> I don't think any of them were. And it, I, I I possibly did mention this on this forum. Um, I've, I've got a friend who kills uh, like feral pests and things for farmers at, for a living. And yeah, he pointed out to me how how many animals have to die so that vegans can have their vegan animal free diet, which they do because they love animals. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Crazy. You, you mean like field mice and things such as that? And oh, and more than that, deer. Yeah. Uh, oh, so anything raccoons, that a threat. Coyotes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah in the here, blank. I don't know, lots of possums, I suppose. Um, and, and we've plowing, got deer here as well. And plowing the field every 
year does exactly a yep. whole lot of little voles and moles. a whole ecosystem. There's a whole ecosystem that gets completely yeah. eradicated with plowing. Yeah, yeah it's terrible stuff. <laughs> but but this issue of um sort of forced veganism, right? It makes me think of uh, what's his name, John Harvey Kellogg, right? Who wanted oh, to yeah. basically basically castrate the American male through diet and and, cir- and and circumcision Mind 18 you. 18 pounds or what does it say eight pounds of cornflakes why i could never eat that much it's not going in that end sir <laughs> <laughs> remember that no oh so the movie was the uh the uh was it the wacky world of of uh mr of dr kellogg and it had okay. matthew broderick in it Huh. And uh, they were giving people these cornflake enemas. That's what cornflakes was originally used for, was enemas. You weren't supposed to eat it. Damn. Yeah. Great, huh? <laughs> oh, sir, well, I could never possibly eat that much. <laughs> uh, I think there's I think there's something to, to that, though. They, they're trying to breed out, like, the warriors. Oh, know, yeah, absolutely. Like the, 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 yeah, the, the killer, the killers, the 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 mad fucking the dissidents don't fuck around motherfuckers, and um, it's funny bringing out the berserker. I think I think that's one reason why they hate um Russians mm. is because a lot of people don't realize that. But uh, there's some controversy that the idea of the berserker wasn't necessarily completely Viking. It was likely Viking and or northeast Russia or northwest mm. Russia. So, um, you know, you have uh, the Scythian, Scythian warriors, right? Which supposedly they've got the DNA for, and they're going to try and clone them. And they're getting very close to being able to do that with all the new breakthroughs in DNA editing that they've had. We can all look like Strickland when it's all done. You know, we don't <laughs> have feel... to look like a bunch of femboys. We could look like Strickland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we... We did like a rapid fire kind of based or bogus thing the other week, and uh, I threw out like 20 names. And one of the ones that I believe Stella was like, Who is this? It might not have been you, I don't know. Somebody didn't know who Sean Strickland was. Um, I don't know who he is, just for the record. He is a W or what do they call it? Uh, UFC, UFC oh. fighter. Yep, and he's been kicking a lot of ass. Like he, I think he won. I think he won 2023. Just, I, I think he just won. If I'm not mistaken, it's too bad. I wish Ashley uh, was here. She, she follows this shit. Mm, yeah. She, she would know all about it. I've seen the, I've seen his face and I may have even seen this video, but I didn't know who he was before that. So, but yeah, I think he, I think he, Learn just, me. I think he <laughs> just got the championship He's been getting some press lately because he says a whole lot of stuff. But um American? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure where he comes from. He almost looks like maybe I don't know. Russian. But he was Canadian. He's he's American. Well, he talks a lot of shit about Canadians. Okay. I'm pretty pretty sure he's not Canadian. All right. Anywho, let me play this. Um, I got another video specifically where he's talking shit against canadians so i'll pull that up after but here (laughs) you're gonna like it 
as opposed to like a real man. And again, I'm going to say watching your podcast, you, you weren't forced, but a real man would say, hey, first of all, man, no, that's not cool. I'm not going to support you. I'm not going to watch your bull. Like, I, I guess he leaked naked photos of her. I don't think he leaked them. I think they're already on but the did internet. You, but you look at Did you? Okay. This whole narrative that he didn't leak them, they were already public. He put them on his Twitter for millions of people to see. That still categorizes as harassment. The beta male weak aspect thing to do is to say, no, I'm going to go look at this woman's titties that maybe she put out. But like a real man would say, you know what? You're trash. You're trash. I'm not going to look at her wife. I'm not even though even I want to Google the photo, but I'm not going to do it because the moment I Google that photo and I go look at it, I'm part of the problem. You guys are in the world of smut peddling, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You guys make a lot of money and you guys you guys are doing it right. But you are in the world of smut peddling because you guys I grew up in the 1990s like. I had no positive role models in my life. I grew up on 1990s Hollywood. Yeah, this guy grew up in the 90s. His parents were up parents to him. He had a rough childhood. At one point, thought his dad was going to kill his mom. So he would like sleep in the same room as his parents to make sure his dad didn't kill his mom. That's how of parents he had. He was that scared for his mom. He came home one day and his dad was explaining to him how he was. And Sean encouraged him to do it when he was like 17 or 18, I think. I cheated on my girlfriend. I've done so much bad bro, that as a man, I have to look myself in the mirror and say, I did this. Why did this happen? I, it happened because I had no real positive male role models in my life. You see people like the Instagram titties and you become like, <laughs> you just fall into the trap of being like this toxic male. Don't be a Dylan. Don't be a Jake. Do the and right things. So I would be like 16, 17 years old going for a jog at midnight through a bad area just hoping I could f somebody, you know? We definitely <laughs> Bro, this guy fantasizes about killing people all the time. Like, Jesus, dude. It's, like, fucked up, but it's, like, so entertaining. What do your parents do for a living? My dad just, he was, like, between jobs. He just, like, work, he works at, like, Walmart head office. I don't know. What so he's a blue-collar guy. Yeah, yeah. He's more blue-collar than this soft mother. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> why is that so why is it a bad thing, though, if we come from different backgrounds like that? You know, it become because you are the modern-day male, sir. I look at you. But why should I, why should like me or him be punished for something like that? No, I don't punish you. I, th I think he's more morally in line with me than you're morally in line. Sure. But sir, you are the modern day doughboy cupcake man. Oh and then God, dude. He's just destroying Steiny, dude. This is so hard to watch because you know Steiny is like, Jesus, I didn't expect him to attack me this bad. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're a nice guy. I'm not saying this to insult you. <laughs> He's not saying this to insult him, but like it's clearly going to insult him. Like, that's how it works. Oh, but somebody good. could f your wife in front of you and you'd probably let him fucking do it. Absolutely not. Yeah. That would not going down like that. Every so, see, Steiny's taking it good, like laughing at but you know he's crying on the inside like jesus this guy really thinks that of me this is so good like such good entertainment i love how sean has no filter just says whatever he wants dude i love it no nah, dude you, you, you guys are a nice guy man but like there is one thing though like dealing with this i gotta call you guys civilians dealing with people who don't fantasize about murder sometimes it's like i look at like <laughs> like i look at you guys and i'm like oh man like like man you guys are some soft mother you know like i think everybody has i think sean is just a product of his environment growing up and you know majority of normal people that didn't grow up in that environment aren't violent they don't they didn't have a violent childhood like him so it's just a different brain that was formed like he has a violent brain he fights for a living he went through violent 
growing up. So like, that's why he's saying they're soft. Not scared to say it to them because they can't really do anything. Like, what are they just going to be like, get mad on their own podcast? And a sick way of fantasy life. You that. fantasize about murder for, for sure. sure. Of course. Bro. Everybody does. No, I was what? on Joe Rogan's podcast. I don't think I've ever fantasized about killing someone. I mean, maybe in like high school when I was pissed at someone or something. Like as a child, really mad at someone, maybe. How often do you think about like murder? All right, I'm going to pause there. <laughs> How often do you think about murder? You know, Stella, I apologize because this this segment of the show tonight is going to be a bit about like the male psychology. Maybe I shouldn't apologize. No, maybe you shouldn't you apologize. Can... I live in a world full of you. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe <laughs> you can provide us a, a, an alternate perspective on what you're seeing here. But what, what I'm seeing here is a classic um, sort of verbal standoff where one guy is clearly putting the other in his place and there's a lot of subtle pleasantries being exchanged to to maintain the peace but like really these are two two semi-sophisticated apes looking at each other and talking to each other and um <laughs> monkeys with shoes and one of them's basically telling the other two like I will I will do whatever I want and and he gets away with it. Um, there's there's significance just to the dynamic at play, if nothing else, you know, if nothing else. Any any other comments? Because um, I don't know. I found this whole thing kind of interesting. John Strickland, he's like I said, he's the warrior. But nobody wants a warrior these days. I wouldn't mind betting he's played a crap load of video games. Who, who, this guy? Sean um, guy, the Baldy guy. I don't think so. I think that was all uh, the the type of video games that uh, you leave somebody on the side of the road to go have the police scrape them off. Yeah, he, no, he, he, he had a rough upbringing. Uh, he fought a lot of fights. But how old is he? <clears throat> Probably younger or around my age, 30, I would guess. He's in oh, the okay. prime of his fighting career. I think he's in his thirties, yeah. He's he's yeah. probably young thirties. Hmm. I'll play a little more. Yeah, he did say he grew up in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 24 <laughs> 7. Jesus Christ, dude. You need a therapist. It's funny, but it's like serious. Like this guy actually he's a therapist. When let me tell you, dude, when you get raised in the level of violence that I got raised in, mm -hmm. your brain can't shut it off. Like I was just saying that. I did not watch this beforehand. I swear. And there's an urge in me to like do a horrible act. <laughs> I'm not gonna do really? it. I, it's I just can't me help. specifically, or you feel some just you, bro. I look at oh. you, and I like again. You're a nice guy, bro. And this is just crying on the inside, dude. Holy. Sean is bullying this guy. This is why. This is my. Own I, I just want to let you know. I don't have that same urge towards you, bro. Like I'd love to get a beer with you. Or something. So, no, no, I'm to, I can't I turn. No it, bro, I you. can't turn off. Like what I have I an urge, like, like a small urge. Like we talk about it. I can just <laughs> in like the corner of that desk. I keep looking at it. And I can just picture just slamming a temple on it. But you know, these are my own demons that I struggle with because I grew up in such a violent household. Yeah. <laughs> this is like one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. But I look at you guys and a lot of people and I look at you guys and I'm just like, man, you guys are just like uh -oh. soft dude. And there's nothing wrong with that, dude. I envy you. If I had a kid, I wanted to raise up soft and like you guys. What's but... like three steps that we could do to become Oh my God. 
there's zero filter. He's for sure going to say they have to like fight or something. Like that's pretty much the only way to not be soft is to start training and fighting or something. Like harder, more like. <sighs> Do you guys train at all? Work out? Do you spar? I'll spar though. I'll, I'll try it. I'm soft too. He, he would say the same thing to me. Let's point this out. I do not know how to fight at all. I need to learn how to fight a little bit because I'm pretty much useless in a physical altercation besides taking someone down and hoping I can choke them. Great man. I mean, they used to encourage boxing. Yeah. Like, okay, for instance, like, again, this, this doesn't matter, but the way you dress, you dress like a 12 year old, skinny jeans, like, you know, it's like, you don't like, you just, you dress like a little kid. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you, oh! you went, oh yeah, that's fine so awkward this is definitely awkward they didn't, probably didn't expect this much bullying actually they probably did you can't not expect to be bullied any interaction with sean strickler are gonna get bullied <laughs> just like a little kid and there's nothing wrong with that but well, you you could rock the blue collar like dude he keeps insulting them then he goes and there's nothing wrong with it <laughs> like you think we could rock that i don't think i could pull that off like the boots well i mean like you can rock it though but these are but again these are all just it's, it's guys you guys have the greatest gig you make a lot of money you all the whores you go to all the pool parties like if you were my son which you know i would be probably still because i'd be loaded and pimp you guys out but i would look at you and be like oh man i raised i raised a couple of uh beta beta males who wear nike socks basketball shorts and a forty thousand dollar watch like oh my god he's just destroying them dude like all right that's probably enough of that um what do y'all think about this sean strickland cat I'm particularly curious what Rob thinks because I know Rob is not necessarily afraid of a little violence. Nope. Lay's Pizza found that out a couple years ago. I think it's out there on the internet. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> fought a guy that was to, like to, six inches taller than me. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That was something. Yeah. With John Vaughn, who used to be, who used to be, you know, uh, Cletus McFarlane, the guy who does thir all the 1320 stuff, the Freedom Factory and all that. John Vaughn was pretty much set up to be the first Cletus, but then he had his wreck. And anyway, he's a wild man. So he started all that shit. Anyway, um, no, you grow up in uh, shitty neighborhoods or uh, public housing being one of the only like, four white families out of a 200 family unit um you're gonna have these thoughts they're just not gonna go away because everybody's gunning for you 24 7 and you still gotta live so you know it's just one of those things you know that was the first time i ever did something really bad to a bully that like put him in the hospital for a really long time didn't kill him but you know gravity kills i don't I just help it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you don't do things like that, nobody respects you, especially if you're white, because they're already coming at you anyway. So, mm. you know, they, so, they do what they think white people used to do to black people when they don't realize it, that most of the time there was very little out of the blue white violence against black people. I mean, and people just don't want to, confess to that because it it screws up the narrative you know um for example a lot of people don't realize that emmett till's father was a serial rapist you know and that's one of the reasons why he was targeted um so it didn't just come out of the blue you know it did he do it did he not do it who the hell knows 
Uh, was it way more violent than it needed to be? Yes, but there was a history there and people knew the history. So, you know, the idea that white people just commit violence against people of color for just no damn reason is the most absurd thing that's ever happened on the planet. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't control, you don't get to take over the damn world by being just stark raving lunatics 24 seven. You got shit to do. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, uh, we were talking about slavery earlier and, and, and we got this image that was created by a, a propaganda arm with the, the roots movie. And everybody yeah. really just, just thinks it, it's that shit. Now, if you got people working for you and they are, they are your workers and your bread and butter and all this other shit, you're not going to beat the shit out of them. And unless, you know, unless they, there's probably going to be some beatings, but it's going to be for like getting out of line on a certain level. It's going to be um, usually it's, for it's them discipline. committing violence. Yeah, yeah, it it's, rarely it's, happened just out of the blue, you know. Um, it, it got a little bit worse after the Haitian Revolution, obviously, because a lot of that, a lot of the uh, Haitian immigrants, the white immigrants, brought them and their slaves here. And some of the ideas of the Haitian Revolution started to filter down into areas in the South. And so that caused an obvious problem. Um, because there was a lot of slaves at the time who were thinking, Hey, I can just go for it, you know, and they had to be, you know, from a, from a perspective of self-preservation, they were going to have to be dealt with as an example, because the idea of having a huge, you know, revolution, uh, of black slaves here in the United States was not something that the, uh, definitely the plantation owners wanted, and also not something that the banks that gave them their plantation loans were going to let happen. So it was a big problem. Um, and, Jefferson and Jefferson debated about not even letting them immigrate to the United States, even under refugee status, knowing that they would probably be killed eventually by the uprise, the slaves that were uprising. Uh, and he debated about just telling about just sending them back or putting them in jail when they got here. And, and the Russians and the Irish that have a reputation for violence, as far as being violent whites, they they weren't so violent until the alcohol was inter introduced. The alcohol is, uh, you know, was introduced to them. They they were a thriving, uh, both of them, thriving like, you know, civilization building cultures. You know, well, they so. weaponized pharmaceuticals even back then, whether it be oh, yeah. alcohol or whatever. Mm. You know, but I, I guess my thing is is that um, Strickland, because of the way he is. The way he's raised, unfortunately, you know, you have to do something about violence and or initiate it in some cases as a form of self-preservation. So I fully understand uh, where he's coming from from there, because, you know, you would always even when we we're in pu public housing, it was actually called co-op housing. That made it sound so much better. It was so much less violent just because you changed the name, you know? Yeah, um, <laughs> but it was everybody. Change the label. Yeah. But it was everybody from Cabrini Green and Robert Taylor Holmes and shit that they were moving down into uh, Park Forest at the time. And, uh, you know, they would, they erroneously thought that they could take, that, that magically these people, the most violent people from those areas would just magically rehab themselves just by being in a white area. Well, let me tell you, all their bros and their gangbanging friends and their effed up family ends up coming down with them and, you know, and they get on a bus and end up at Thornwood apartments. No problem. They don't have to do anything special, you know, so that violence moved with it. So, um, from that point of view, I can understand 
you know, what Strickland was going through because there are people who, again, you know, uh, really you saw the, the, you saw the increase in violence in general in the black community when roots, you know, uh, basically hit the, uh, airwaves, you know, you could see it. Exactly. I mean, yep. you could actually, you could plot that shit, you know? And what's funny is if I recall the author of roots actually said he made most of it up. So there's that. Oh yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah. Hey, look at the producer list and notice a lot of like, you know, Berg, Witt, Stein, you'll see it all. I did. Yeah. There. Yeah, exactly. The... That's not a coincidence. You know, you're trying to tell me why? Why didn't the Mormons come up with their with a? Why didn't they support the 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 production of Roots? You know, you couldn't find anybody else right. to do it. Come on. A lot of the racism is created. Yes, um, just like the feminism movement. It's all social engineering. It's. It just reminds me of the '60s. Not, not that I was there, but it, it reminds me of the history of the 60s of feminism movements where it began pretty much. Um, uh, Jermaine Greer, she was a big um, character in the feminism movement. I don't know if you've heard of her. But anyway, she was sort of, you know, sent to guide the women, I suppose. Um, probably a Tavistock creation. I haven't really looked at her roots too much. But I, I do remember seeing some historical 70s interview, very early 70s when the movement had momentum. and. It was just normal, normal girls on or ladies on the street, um, you know, I don't know, train station or something in Sydney, and they were being interviewed. What do you think about the feminist movement and whatever? And you know, in a nutshell, basically, the outcome over and over and over again from just about everybody was that they didn't realise they weren't happy until they were told. So, <laughs> you know, they were quite happy with their situations and with their husbands doing their thing and they were doing their thing and doing the ironing and what have you. And it's like then they were told, no, you need to be independent. You need to – and I don't – I'm not saying that it was all a waste of time or all bad because there was definitely some suppression that needed to be broken as far as women go. For instance, a woman couldn't go and just um, – like rent an apartment or whatever by herself. She had to have her husband's signature, all that kind of thing, not allowed to vote for a while. So that kind of thing. <laughs> we won't start on the voting thing. But so that's, you know, there were some good things that happened. However, it was engineered and same deal with racism. It, everyone gets on until they're told not to. Exactly. Generally. And, you know, the whole idea that you've got to pledge your life to, quote, doing something. You know what I mean? I don't have to mm -hmm. do shit. You know what? You could take the deep sleep and I'll go get a sandwich. How's that? <laughs> you know, that's yeah. how I see it. <laughs> you know, so, I got this, I got this, I got this uh, brass pen that says that I don't have to do any damn thing you say. Because once I put it in your brain and change your mind, you can go the hell away. You know, and I, I the idea that I, this is why I think most of it was staged. This whole BLM thing where they're making uh, white people get on their knees and all that crap. If you remember that. I'd almost guarantee that oh, was all staged. Yeah. Those people were placed there and or they yeah. knew they were there. I would agree. No one's going to do it. I, I tell you Engineering. what. Engineering. About half the white guys I know right off the bat, if you try some race-based shit on them, they're just going to go for you. They're going to take a chair, whatever. Kids be damned. You know, there's you're, you're not going to get a chance to ask them twice. Let's put it that way. Um, but those are those are the people in New Mexico. I know they won't put up with it. I don't know what would happen here in Austin. Um, you know, after all, Austin is uh, you know drinking its truny juice straight out of the out of the tap. But uh, 
you know, I, I know where I grew up in Chicago that would, that doesn't work either. I know guys that get it, that are 60 years old, still get into fistfights on buses and shit. So over things like that. So I don't know. Are we deciding if this guy's based or bogus, Mike, right now? I mean, we can. Um, Which I mostly, I mostly just Strickland? wanted to do um, Strickland. Yeah. Mm. I mostly just wanted to kind of throw out what he says and um, sort of this concept of like, I don't know, are they trying to suppress the uh, masculine, no, no. The, the masculine urge to destroy and murder? <laughs> You so know? they're doing it. They're doing it through the diet for a start. Right, right. Troon shine. War on masculinity. <laughs> so war on guy... masculinity. War on femininity. War on anything organic. The way that God created things. That's the this enemy. Guy's, this guy's branding right now. That's that's what he's doing. So like, as far as being a uh, a commodity in the UFC, he this is his brand, mm -hmm. and it's pretty badass. I, I like it. You know, he's just, you know, he just goes and he talks shit to everybody and who's going to stop him. Nobody's going to stop him. He, he's he, right. He's like, he's a big, tough guy with murder on his mind, 24 fucking seven. Right. And so he can say whatever the fuck he wants. He goes and he, he goes and just talks shit all, all the time. This guy's awesome. I love his gimmick. It, it, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's great. Well, but, a lot of the, a lot of the shit he talks is good shit. Yeah, yeah, and he gets to do it, and it's it, it's pretty awesome. I I like that UFC is sort of adding this entertainment aspect to it yeah. as far as like because that's that's what you know. Okay, you have fake wrestling where it's all about the personality and everything like that, and then you've mm -hmm. got this that's uh, supposedly real fights. Obviously, not many people die in these fights, so you know um, it, it's it's not like a knockdown dragout fight, like a real fight, but. Um, because things do have to be pulled or people are going to die. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the, this is, this is cool. This is a guy that loves violence and made a career doing it, made his career doing violence and talking shit and just being a badass. Um, I, I wouldn't be friends with him though. He's an asshole. Yeah. Well, it's funny because a couple weeks ago when his name came up, I said he, he sort of almost has Andrew Tate vibes. But apparently he really hates Andrew Tate. <laughs> Another okay, I like I him that for sword. that because Andrew yeah. Tate's a piece of shit. But yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. But Andrew yep. Tate's not wrong though most of the time, um, right? But right. he's doing illegal shit. I mean, yeah. and immoral yeah. shit. So at least Strickland is not about that. So that's good. Let me let me go all ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say all the inversions, all these characters—they're so inverted, aren't they? They're all wearing masks, like in a just what they do as opposed to what they say. It's even the people have inverted. <laughs> you know, yep. you got the gender inversion, and then you've got like the personality inversion. It's just everything's inverted. The sky's going to be pink tomorrow. <laughs> well, let, well me, sun, let me. Sun already switched from yellow to white. Yeah, didn't Disney, it ever? Disney will just have to go back and edit all the old cartoons and all the old <laughs> movies and shit. You know, to match whatever the new color of the sky is. Yeah, well, they're already putting, they're already incorporating contrails and things into the new productions, so that all the kids grow up thinking it's absolutely normal to see the yes. lines in the sky. No, they're actually going back and they're going back and doing them, editing in the contrails. Yeah, somebody busted them, and everybody Desperate heard about the cornucopia. 
Uh, you know the well, you know the Mandela Riddle effect up. thing. Yeah. What we're yeah. finding out is this: this was a psyop. This was a plan. There is no Mandela effect. They mm. are Mandeling us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would not surprise me one tiny bit. No, it's it what they're finding out. That uh, you were here two weeks ago, Rob. We discussed this, but that that's fucking awesome. That that you know, whenever the forums just it got to it first. <laughs> but yeah, yeah we absolutely. discussed this on the forum like two weeks ago. It was badass. Yep. Yeah. It's a very hard thing to prove, though, isn't it? Like, we no, we can feel proof. Is there's there... proof. It's just you. But just how can't do we get know this proof? Believe it. How do we yeah. know this proof with because with AI though? Have both. Well, there's people who have older copies on VHS. Oh, okay. VHS is going to right. save the goddamn world. Okay. Okay, but I have you seen it. them put the tape into the machine and play it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They can say people this have is actually done VHS. that. Yeah. yeah. We're going to pull yeah. out that. I have that... some of the old ones on DVD that don't have the com trails, and I'm like, why does it look so much different when I see the clips on YouTube? And I'm like, you've well, got so some yourself. Okay. Yeah. Right. Wow. So, uh, there you go. and it's happening on a lot of different a lot of different films. You go and you rewatch it and you're like, I don't remember that looking like that. Mm, you know, oh, yeah. they're doing that everywhere. They've been doing it on all the uh, Star Wars stuff. You know, we knew about that. They they came out and said that. But I mean, it's starting to happen on all kinds of different older films. They say they're even going back to the black and whites and putting goddamn contrails in them. <laughs> yeah, wow. I haven't, I haven't yeah. checked that, but I, I would like to. And they must be changing all the news articles and everything as well, I guess, because those would also reflect things that would have to be changed. Like, you know, I think one of the Mandela things, wasn't it, where Nelson Mandela actually died or something in prison, yeah. was it? Yeah, that's why they, they actually report, yeah. but I think it was erroneous. That's I why mean, they call I, I don't it the think... Mandela effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I think it was erroneous, and it was announced that he died, but I, I, I don't remember seeing the footage, so... Yeah, well, anyway, my point being that, like, for instance, that's a news thing, so they'd have to go back and be changing a whole bunch of news things as well, which is not beyond the realms of possibility, especially with AI and all their computing power. Probably yeah. quite easy. Yeah. Well, they've changed the Bible. Did anyone hear about that one Oh, recently? yeah, many times. We know they've um, changed it in the past, but now it seems to be they're changing it to definitions that don't even make sense mm. in context. <laughs> so, yeah. right. And they've also I, got degendered versions of the Bible and all that kind of nonsense as well. Oh, yeah. I, I, I pulled out a hotel Bible trying to show somebody where Synagogue of Satan is and they couldn't, and I couldn't find it in there. Yep. <laughs> and that's in the yeah, Bible period. End of story. That's yeah. in there. Well, we I all heard agree, they... right? Before the Mandela hits, we all agree. That synagogue of Satan is actually in the Bible, right? <laughs> it absolutely is. Thank you. I heard they. I heard they changed the uh, the current version of 1984, just just to be cheeky, you know, just to be like, haha. Uh, they are down in their little bunkers, going clink. <laughs> now we all sound crazy, but who cares? Um, let me let me carry on though with this. I want to wrap up Sean Strickland, and then I want to get back to techno feudalism. I'm only bringing up Sean Strickland because he, to me, kind of is embodying the personality that they are trying to eradicate um, because it is threatening and uh, there's power to it. So let me throw just a little more at you, and we'll uh, we'll carry on. Yeah, you guys, I said pedal, smut peddlers. Yeah. And again, I guys, I applaud you, Mother. Yeah, yeah. You guys could guess. If right now, again, my, my girlfriend's amazing. If you were to insult my girlfriend, I would get up and I'd cave your... And I, I'm just saying, 
I would have to as a man. If I would, if if you were to insult my girlfriend, I would get up and I would have to as a man try to take your life. I love this guy, dude. I love him. So there's this little things you do. You demand respect, and just the way you see the way I'm talking to you, I'm talking this way because I don't respect you. Oh. But how can I respect you? It's not because you're small. I don't respect you because look at what you're wearing. Oh my god, dude! This guy is bullying them on their own podcast i don't respect you because you don't live in a way that demands respect and when somebody doesn't give you that respect except the fact that you might get a couple of assault charges spend five grand but you'll get out of it so besides you if it's not like you if someone talked like this to us we we gotta fuck them up but you're teaching us so we don't gotta yeah i yeah. mean but it's it's kind of hard because with me you know what you're getting into you know i'm gonna insult you guys and make fun <laughs> So they let you into Canada. Oh, this fucking guy. Yeah, man. Fucking here. It was actually really easy to get in here. Really easy. Yeah. Sean, uh, Neil Davidson from the Canadian press. Welcome mm. to Canada. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Fucking the Canadian press, man. Were you a, uh, were you a, uh, a COVID bank account stealer too? Were you on board with that? No. I, uh, Are you left wing or right wing? Were you a, were you a Trudeau? We got one of the, we got one of the fucking commies with a press. We got to know where this man stands. Were you non-biased? I think I'll ask the questions here. Oh, he thinks he'll ask. Oh, we fucking know. Maybe I should just pass on this motherfucker. He's gonna go back. He's gonna go back and fucking give my bank account information to fucking Trudeau. <laughs> well, it's probably a good bank account. Uh, uh, I wanted to ask you about what life has been like as a champion. I'm sure there've been a lot of pluses, but maybe a few minuses. You're you're in the public eye now. What what has it been like in the short time since you've had the belt? Ah, uh, fucking guys, nothing changes, man. You go to Walmart, you get recognized more, but like, you know, my bank account's a little bigger. I mean, it's a little bigger. It's not much bigger. It was a little bigger. I'm not going to fucking retire after this one when I lose, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to go lay in a fucking bathtub with flower petals, but I don't know, man. It's like, do you guys think that you get a belt and like everything changes? Like, what do you think happens? Like, I get a belt and everything, like all of a sudden, like my dick's made of gold. Like, what do you guys think happens? I get like, what do you think? You know, nothing changes. I'm still the same asshole. I just have this the metal. I don't, I'm sure it's not even gold. I just have a fucking metal gold plated belt in front of me. <laughs> hey, Sean, over here. Um, I saw you train with Johnny Eblen. Oh, this he fight. Was a Canadian. That's right. You're not a dirty liberal, though. I've known you for a while. You don't ruin our friendship. Are you a fucking liberal? I'm not a liberal. Okay. I didn't vote for Trudeau. Um, Johnny Eblen, uh, what was it like in a train with Well, you say you're a liberal for Trudeau. No, no, no. I said I was. I, I did not vote for Trudeau. Oh, there we go. This guy's the fucking man. That's not the guy. This guy's worth the fucking opposition, man. Who gave this guy a fucking press badge? <laughs> and, like, you look at me, and I'm an asshole. I'm making fun of this liberal fuck, you know? Like, <laughs> no offense, man. I mean, you know, we we all we. I guess we need fucking liberals, you know. Um, kind of, maybe, maybe not. But you look at me and I say hard shit. Like I make fun of my co-main event. I say hard shit. I'm like, oh, Sean, I'm not an asshole. I'm fucking. I say everything. I'm just saying what you're thinking. Um, I did want to ask. You know, you're in Toronto. Welcome. Glad to hear. It's been great. Are you Canadian? Uh, of course I am. Are you part of the fucking opposition? Are uh, you? Uh, I don't know how to phrase that. You. I mean, you got like fucking. Oh, yeah. Well, I did want to ask. You did know, you vote for Trudeau? Uh, you know, I'm not going to say. And, and let me tell you something right now. If a man says he's not going to say, like, if you ask a motherfucker, did you vote for Biden? He's like, well, I'm not going to say that's none of your business. He voted for fucking Biden. Sean, so, I, hey. Sean, I'm glad you've had great experiences. So this is, are, this but, is what I'm talking about, you guys. The enemy. The enemy of Canada. 
Right. That's what it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. Uh, we've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian yeah. community in this city. I did want to ask you about something you wrote a couple of years ago. You said, if I had a gay son, I would think I'd... Oh, look, another... another. I'm saying to you, the swamp, you guys, the swamp. You become a champion, you become a star, and, and someone's... Let me ask model. you something. Have are you, you, are you, are you gay? Have you had the chance no, to interact with are, a more diverse Are you... Crowd? Let me know. Are you gay? Can I, hear, can I get an answer? Well, no, I'm asking. I'm, this is a part of... Are you, are you a gay man? I'm an ally of the community. Okay. If you had a son and he was like, you know, you had a son, he was gay, you'd be like, oh man, you don't, you don't want a grandkid? No problem with it. Oh man, well, dude, you're a weak fucking man, dude. You're like, you're part of the fucking problem. You elected Justin Trudeau. Like, would you fucking, when he sees the bank accounts, like, you're just fucking pathetic. And, and the fact that, the fact that you have no fucking backbone and, and has he shut down your fucking country and seized bank accounts? You ask me some stupid shit like that? Go fuck yourself. Move the fuck on, man. I feel like that doesn't really coward. answer the question, but I did want to ask also things you said about the trans community. You said uh, this past October when they announced the Bud Light sponsorship that you'd go so hard on Bud Light in your next fight, they'll have to accept me or denounce me when uh, when they know what and we'll know what they stand for. Are you this guy's like, that? this Canadian's not that Canadian. Are you still going to use your fight time to kind of speak on that? Here's the thing about Bud Light. Here's the thing about Bud Light. Ten years ago, to be trans was a, what, a mental fucking illness. And now all of a sudden, people like you have fucking weaseled your way in the world. You are, you are an infection. You are the definition of weakness. Everything that is wrong with the world is because of fucking you. And the best thing is, is the world's not buying it. The world's not buying your fucking bullshit you're fucking peddling. The world is not saying, you know what? You're right. Fucking chicks have dicks. The world's not saying that. The world's saying, no, there are two genders. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, who they could fuck in school. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, their sexual preference. Like, dude, this guy is the fucking enemy. Uh, you want to look at the fucking enemy to our world? It's that motherfucker right there asking these stupid fucking questions. Sorry, I'm, I, I told the UFC I was being nicer. Lance, Lance am I... Am I still good with this? Am I, did I cross any lines? A little, what the fuck? I didn't say the F word. You just brought this fucking guy in here. It pissed me <laughs> off. You, you just did. All right, I'm pausing. <laughs> I'm pausing for a second. It's it's pretty rich, isn't it? It's pretty fucking rich. Uh, look, I just, I have a bit of a soft heart for people who say it like it is. <laughs> yeah, like I don't really see any bullshit in this dude, but I might be wrong. Well, so far, I'm going to go based. Based. <laughs> based. Based from down under. Based, mate. <laughs> Fully based. I've been trying to get one. Until we I've have other indications. Yes. yes I got until based. pending based. <laughs> I got the Stella Q stamp of approval for now. <laughs> <laughs> the accent? Yeah, it wasn't bad. The toughest nut to crack. Oh, this guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he kind of no, won you. me over with... No. No, you, yeah, he you, he won the... me over with the belt comment. I liked what he what he said about the belt, how sort of yeah, basically unimportant yeah. it all is. It that was like, oh, ding, okay, he's he's got Dude, me there. Well, and the <laughs> truth is, and it it's been the case with like boxing and like sort of fighters for a long time. They really don't get rich doing this, you no, know. They just get exploited because they're just a they, product. They're, they're pretty much just getting used and abused. Yeah. yeah. Like any yeah. other product, they'll just, you know, they'll serve their purpose until they're not making a profit anymore and then they'll be discarded like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. In fact, piece of shit might just got to hope that they do the better. proper investments in that so they so they have a life afterwards. That's usually where they make all their yeah, money. Exactly. Is that the UFC is just a springboard 
that they can get their other projects going. Yeah, yeah, because they have their sponsorships and um, all their interviews and their product stuff. Yep, that's how they. And then they write a book and probably maybe make a movie and make a perfume and <laughs> all the other stuff. Or like Cerrone, you open up a ranch and then start a race team and start winning. And you know he makes more money off of that than he did from at UFC. Mm. Well, we got we got Conor McGregor running for president of Ireland. You know, he's he's a fighter, I, and he's I think sim- similar he's attitude. A, he's an alleged rapist, and uh, Is UFC, that right? ABC likes to, or sorry, uh, Disney really likes to cover that up. Um, but mm. yeah, I, alleged. I, I, you know, there's there's a lot of a, a lot of accounts you can chase after that online. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's one of those guys that whenever I, I don't trust him. Um, Burmis does a lot of coverage on this. Y'all should check out Jason Burmis. He's a he's a really good journalist in uh in our community. So now, to be clear, to be clear, you're saying Conor McGregor. You you're saying he's sus. alleged, alleged. Yeah, okay. yeah. We'll yeah. say alleged just because you know, yeah. like yeah. he's got a lot more power than we do. And, of course. Yeah, he's never been prosecuted, right? So, right. Well, let me uh, let me go on with this a little longer, if you will. It's almost over, but he's he's entertaining to say the least, right? This, yeah, I think I I think I nailed it though. I think UFC loves this guy and loves that this guy's champion right now, because mm. because he's he's putting asses in seats talking like this, you know. Oh yeah, it's good for business right now, man. I think woke is dead, man. I think woke is dead. It's all part of the operation this year, though. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's this cycle's over. White pill everybody right now. So, mm, so there'll, enough. there'll be enough pushback all year long. You'll see it. Fair enough. It's such yeah, but, a... Uh, mm, sorry, go. Okay. Just to follow up, I mean, Rick... Wait, did I, wait, did I, say, the, did I say it? You just did. No, I didn't say it. Right right there, you did. <laughs> different oh, effort, different effort. Yeah. I'm trying to be... He's okay. To be clear, he he's he's like I didn't say the f word. He's been dropping fucks left and right, <laughs> but but the word he the the f word he's referring to, faggot is faggot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good man. I'm trying to be good. I do. I like the fucking gays. Here's thing. I've never you you guys think I've ever shit on a gay man or shit on a gay word. I don't fucking. I like the mm. gays. It's, <laughs> It's a it's it's fucking freedom. We still have it in America. We'll teach you about it. You guys don't have fucking freedom of speech. I'm surprised what I'm saying is probably gonna get fucking I'm probably gonna get the fucking uh, Canadian government to arrest me. So I don't give a fuck who you fuck. I don't give a fuck what you want to do in life. But but don't fucking tell kids about it. Don't teach that shit in fucking school. Don't don't fucking push your agenda. Don't try to fucking brainwash people. Don't try to go past parents. Don't try to go up past all this shit and brainwash people, you fucking cuck. And last thing, Australia last time, Canada this time. Where yeah, they, no, where are they going to send you next? Fuck, you at least maybe a, maybe a country of fucking freedom of speech. I don't want to talk to this fucking guy. So where? What's, what's your fucking America, what's Vegas, America? bro? Like anywhere in America, fucking A. I mean, I, get, I, I like, here's the thing about Canadians, guys. I love Canadians. I've never met a Canadian that I didn't like until today. You know, I've never, every time I meet a Canadian, they love guns. They love fucking freedom. They like women. And I keep thinking, how come all these Canadians I know, how is Canadian Canada so fucked up when all these Canadians I meet are awesome? 
and I meet this fucking guy. And I just think there might be a lot more of these guys I don't know about. I mean, so okay. I you know, like don't again. say you're gonna shit on a gay guy. That's not uh yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> don't do that. You might like that. Very un- yeah. don't do unfortunate that. choice of words, definitely. Or choice of words, I think. All of a sudden a million gay guys just got a boner out there. Going, oh, Sean Strickland's gonna shit on me. Oh. A bunch of new fans, I guess. So. Oh, right mean. there, bam. <laughs> <laughs> He's speaking in gay code. <laughs> yeah, brought to you by Rebel News. Not a fan of them. Anyway. Well, they're just regurgitating what. Yeah, what true. Out, you know, yeah. But uh, to be to be truthful, uh, Dana White here, the the head of the UFC, he he has no qualms. You know, they they asked him shortly after that. This has all been in the last couple of days. Uh, this, yeah, like last night, two nights ago. So, let me let me show you his reaction real quick. Uh, Dana, if I get over here, um, Sean Strickland, the story of the week, maybe the story of the last year, fourteen months. Um, you know, there was a bit of a scuffle earlier this week. Some comments he made, some offensive comments, caused some public backlash but i don't and i know you're not in the policy of um policing your fighter speech but was there any discussion with ufc espn bud light you know any sponsors about like how to kind of handle this situation zero zero at the same time from the people in toronto from the fans he received maybe one of the loudest reactions i've ever seen live uh it was almost like conor mcgregor asked what's your impression of his star power right now like does he he does he always have to be fighting in front of crowds now can he still go to the ufc apex what's how do you view his drawing power yeah um you know obviously i mean you heard the gate and all that stuff that's a combination of, of ufc coming back to canada and and the, and the main event uh but yeah, yeah i mean i mean he can fight anywhere i mean any of these guys can fight anywhere sean strickland was never a n- never not an issue that we, we thought he couldn't draw anywhere or you know uh we don't ever really think like that we put on the best cards that we possibly can and uh you know you roll into a city and we do all the bells and whistles, and we hope that the fighters do their job and deliver. Did you get the sense from this week, though, that he's one of your top, like your top, top guys now? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a star, for sure. And, and I think now, the way that this stuff works is now, uh, you know, Dreykus wins tonight, wins the title, and I've been talking about Africa, and, you know, maybe we start looking at South Africa and start looking at arenas and, and, and possibly doing a fight down there this year. Yeah, that didn't work out too well. I don't know. We'll see what happens. And uh, I, I know you kind of answered uh, this somewhat, but when the trash talk between Sean and Drakus got a little dark there with the, the child abuse and then the brawl at 296, did you ever consider going to those guys and saying, hey, this might be the one time you need to tone it down? This might be the one time you need to what? Tone it down, the trash talk. I don't tell anybody to do anything. I don't try to control any other human beings in any way, shape, or form. I do it this work. I say it all the time. We're in the fight business and, you know, if you get your feelings hurt that bad, you probably shouldn't ask the type of questions when you know the answer you're going to get from Strickland. Let's start there. You know what I mean? If you ask him, you know who he is. And if you ask him a certain question, he was baited in that question. When you, well, I'm not no, sorry. My, I was like, not referring to that question. Just, you know, Strickland got I, a little. I, I know what you're saying. Okay. I know. No, I know what you asked me. Um, it is what it is. It's the fight business, man. Okay, thank you. Okay. Dana, I just want to go back. Um, you were talking about like you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about, you know, what they can say, 
when they are up there with a UFC microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia, like, is there... I don't give anybody a leash. Well, I'm saying you... A leash? I'm... St- like Free speech. When... Control what people say. Going to tell people what to believe. Going to tell people... I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes on any of them. What is your question? I was asking that question. I'll move on, though. Yeah, Uh, probably a good idea. That's ridiculous to say I give somebody a leash. Free speech, brother. People can say whatever they want, and they can believe whatever they want. And I don't think there's any... we 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 had two gay women who fought in the co-main event, they sat on the stage with Sean Strickland. They could give a shit what Sean Strickland thinks or what he says or what his beliefs are, or what his opinions are. You know what I mean? Go ahead. What do you got? I want to go back as well. Uh, a number of months ago, you spoke with a sports business journal about that you, you were going to be sitting down with uh, Jimmy Pataro and talking about the future at ESPN beyond 2025. That was several months ago at this point. Um, are you still in the midst of like early negotiations and are you envisioning post 2025 and ESPN being a big part of those? Yeah. Our, our, uh, our deal is coming up and yeah, I I believe that talks will begin here with ESPN within the next three or four months. All right. That last part is kind of interesting, right? The UFC is entering discussions negotiations with espn a few weeks ago we were covering a whole lot of espn shit with pat mcafee and aaron Rodgers and jimmy kimmel and jimmy kimmel's a part of the disney franchise as well you know it, it is interesting it's almost like if they're trying to do counter marketing they're yep. doing a they're doing a good job. So this is also the guy, uh, you know, he allowed the whole the whole training getting into the into the ring and beating the shit out of uh, out of women. Supposedly, nobody yeah. knew about that. Fallon like, Fox. Yeah, supposedly Fallon Fox did not disclose passed as a woman. That's what that's the word on the street that they wow. passed but wow. we covered this man we covered yeah. this yeah we and did yeah you, you take on. you take one look at this this person and it's like holy fuck look it, at the caps look at voice yeah look it's... at the shoulders L- listen to the voice yeah it's hard to think that nobody raised an eyebrow yeah i i don't know i i just i think that's a little fucked up so what what I think here is that that as a sport, I mean they're they're doing a good job. Uh, they're they're kind of like a, an industry created in the wake of wrestling being fake, you know. And so like wrestling was like is huge as a fake sport. Like wrestling in the eighties and nineties and oh the Attitude Era in the late nineties and early two thousands, fucking great. But you know, uh, it it went you know it was for kids for a while you know, but it went and got really, really adult back in that era. Right. And so, um, we all knew it was fake and then UFC shows up and this shit's real, but it wasn't fun. It didn't have, it didn't have like the, the crazy shit in between. 
And I think that that's what's brewing with UFC and it's been brewing over time. And so they, you know, yeah. Getting a man to come up in there and, and, you know, knock the head off of a woman like, like Fallon Fox did, you know, is, uh, I mean, that, that's all the, the kind of entertainment you'll get. And when you got devils like, like ESPN Disney, um, funding all this shit, they're, they're going to let that shit kind of shit fly. They want that kind of shit to fly. Makes me wonder and makes me worried about what the next social engineering chapter is going to be. Is it going to be that domestic violence is the way to go? That that's acceptable now? You can just lash out wherever you like. Well, uh, I was going to say I think Taylor Swift is going to be the next ace in the hole. Wait, wait, wait. I, I identified as a woman when I hit her. <laughs> That'll be like the defense. <laughs> Yeah. That's going to start happening. Watch. Remember I told you there's there's eventually we're going to get to a point where it's literally the judges are going to have to deal with moment by moment identification defenses. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a real bloody nightmare in the courtroom. You know, pretending micro that's identities. Micro identities, right? Yeah. Yep, fractured. It's now almost that I like look the... back at it. I was feeling, I was feeling like I was a black gay uh, space alien. Yeah, um, yeah, and also a transsexual space alien. So really, judge, you don't have a case anymore. Yeah, well, like Sean pointed out a few years ago, or whoever it was, a few years ago, um, you know, being transgenderism was like a mental illness, and now it's encouraged, and it's exactly the same thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. Whatever and was um, like like schizophrenia, escalate. yeah, like schizophrenia will yeah. become completely acceptable, and they'll probably write new laws to cover for it or something. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that they're talking about taking it out of the DMS or DSM. What are we up to? The five or six now? Um, they're talking about having an addendum where uh, basically being schizophrenic is no longer seen uh, as a mental illness. There you go. There you go. It's going to cover everything, isn't it? So nobody will be held accountable for nothing, anything. That's right. You know, it's it's funny how um, if you ever say anything negative about Taylor Swift in public, you people, people, people get vehemently angry at you. Speaking of trannies. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Did you guys see this where apparently this is like Adam a, Temple? No, we're not going there. Uh, I don't think and, she's uh, a tranny. <laughs> um, no, this um lecture that somebody gave at like a this is like a psyop conference. It's called Psycon. Sci- yeah. Psycon. <laughs> yes. What what oh, do you know about this? I if not you're a about damn thing to... myself, but I was watching something from Psycon the other day. I didn't know it existed until then. Um, but are you about to say how the, all these um, speakers are like transgender? No, I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm just gonna play the clip and let it. <laughs> okay. Let it, because let I, it, I, I just let it roll. All right. <laughs> okay. Here we go. The first one, that's the most famous and the most common, is working with famous people. The more influencers to share. Particular message. So I include Taylor Swift in here because. Are you fucking kidding me? They don't. They don't psychological operations unit. It's on the screen. Center of excellence. The NATO Center of Excellence. As a 
geopolitical instrument of statecraft because her discography was purchased by the fucking Carlyle Group. My entire catalog was sold to Scooter Braun's Ithaca Holdings in a deal that I'm told was funded by the Soros family, 23 Capital, and the Carlyle Group. The private equity arm of the Iraq war with Dick Cheney and the entire Halliburton West Texas oil mafia. They were the literal funders and profiteers and they were jointly bought by the Carlisle Group and the Soros Group. So the fucking military industrial complex plus its energy stakeholders who rely on the battering ram of the Pentagon, the State Department, the CIA. And I think it was the Wall Street Journal that hypothesized that Taylor Swift would be Biden's quote secret weapon to win the 2024 election. And as a key actor who can be trained to spread desired messaging. Taylor Swift comes out against Trump. I don't care if they write that. I need to be on the right side of history. Taylor, and if he Taylor. doesn't win, then at least I, I, at least I tried. So the first one that's the most famous and the most common is working with famous people or being influencers to share information, a particular message. Okay. I let it, I let that last or that first part play a second time for a reason. Um, you can actually, you can go find the, um, whole video from Psycon where this lady is explaining how they weaponize famous folk to their own ends, whether or not these people know that they're being weaponized, right? Like training them to deliver a message. I mean, this is something we've talked about a lot on the forum, but these are people just saying it out in the open. Like this is what we do. So I don't know. Is this Watch. part of our um, techno techno terror uh, feudalism? Techno feudalism, uh, man. Butt munching. Well, it's, it's it's wiener what, chopping, wiener rolling. Yeah, the, it's what they want us to be. It's it's the um, attention economy, right? I think Taylor Swift. I, I'm 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 calling it right here, right now. Fucking emperor of the world, Taylor Swift. I got something even crazier, but I think I mentioned this on the forum before, but uh, yeah. if, if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, she'll be there. I don't know if she's already lined up for halftime or not. I don't know who's lined up for halftime. I haven't paid attention to that. Uh, I know Chiefs are still contenders. Their their game right now, they're playing against the Bills, is delayed from, from weather. Um, I, I don't know where it's being played, if it's being played in, in Buffalo or if it's being played in, in Kansas City, but... I know that the weather has sucked pretty much everywhere um, over this past week. Um, supposedly, anyway. supposedly Usher is the halftime show. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's in Las Vegas. Right. So Taylor will be in Las Vegas if the if the Chiefs are the, the player, right? So if we think mm -hmm. – right, so I, probably Ravens-Chiefs is, is the likelihood, right? You know, Um so if if that is uh if that is the game maybe something happens to taylor maybe something happens to the super bowl in vegas at that that brand new dome that looks sort of like it's you know occultic in in its nature we talked about this on the forum before when we were talking about the u2 concert and now you know they said taylor swift will help biden win the election in 2024 so say taylor gets sacrificed in some false flag terrorism that happens at the super bowl 
Um, and, and that just kind of plays up into this whole ramp up into things. And we know, we know that there's a certain country that would really like us to fight their wars for them all the time. Bro, bro. If that shit happens, if that shit happens, you know, we are all now for sure being apprehended. (laughs) Oh yeah. They'll scoop us up. (laughs) They'll pull me out of my damn truck. Yeah. (laughs) This this guy had to have had something to do with it. (laughs) Well, it. I, I just saw a video earlier today of, of some Middle Eastern looking guy that, that some rednecks found at the border. And they're like, hey, what? Hey, who are you? What are you doing here? And the guy's like, oh, you're, you're going to know about me soon enough. And it's like, like what the oh, fuck? That's, yeah, that, that's comforting. And the guy yeah. looked just like Osama bin Laden, but with short hair. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 yeah it's probably a clone. Real, t- real tall, skinny dude. You know? Well, it's a it's a real good thing we've been keeping track of all those folks. Oh yeah. JK. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so <laughs> you know, again, I'm like ta- I'm going to take it back to this idea of the attention economy, techno feudalism. Um let me let me give you a little bit of this conversation that happened between uh, Buck Johnson and Cyprian, aka Vin Armani, and um, you know, Ando and I were both at Childerberg. I didn't meet the guy, but supposedly Buck Johnson was at Childerberg for whatever you know, for whatever that's worth. Yeah, not um, this year, last year. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Or so I tend. The year before last, I guess now because it's twenty four. I I listen to I listen to Counterflow. I really enjoy a lot of his um, episodes. Oh yeah, he's so, great. Yeah. Yep. We tried to we tried to wrangle him in, see if he would jump on. Maybe we can get him in the future. But uh, here we go. Uh, what do you think? There we go. Is to come in the in twenty twenty four with let's just say with Elon. Oh, just more more of the same. I mean, he would like everybody to get a Neuralink. Yeah. I think that that's the that's the far flung side. But the important thing to understand is that I think really getting out of the profit paradigm. That's what's so important. I love this techno feudalism description. I think I, I mean I think what Giannis Varoufakis has done with this book techno feudalism is I mean he's the Adam Smith of this age. Right? This is the wealth of nations of this age. He's not fully described it, and he's not fully presented a prescription. He's not actually presented any prescription, which is very much like Adam Smith and David Ricardo to a degree. Yes. Right? And not like Karl Marx. Right. Right. Karl Marx's description is actually much better than either one of those two men. Like Karl Marx's description in Capital of what's happening is so good. The problem is Marxism is not about his description. It's about his prescription. Yeah, which was bad, right. Which was horrible. Yeah. Right? And so what I think is great about Varoufakis is that now uh, he can just let the prescription go. Like he's somebody. This is something that I said in 2020, right? I said the whole thing. I seen this March 2020. I said, you got to get out of denial and you got to move all the way through to acceptance that the world as you knew it has ended. Yes. March 2020, I'm saying this. Is this pessimistic? No. 
This is, it's going to be minus 32 degrees in the stadium. Do you have a parka, a warm blanket and some chicken soup in a thermos or not? (laughs) Get there quick if you're going to be going to the game and we're all going to the game. And so, you know, what he's done with with this thesis of techno-feudalism is that he's basically completely jettisoned Marx's prescription. And he's just gone right back to the description. And he's one of the people on the planet who, who understands Marx's description of capital, what capital is, better than anyone, and can explain it to a five-year-old in a compelling way. And, and it's with that that you could start to understand, oh, that's ended. <laughs> the, this, these new things, Apple's not about profit. Right. Twitter's not about profit. X is not about profit. These are, these are not about profit. These are about getting... Amazon's not about profit. Mm-mm. That what, these, what these things, these institutions are, are about is they are about controlling behavior of the masses and making the masses... And basically, the masses don't understand that their behavior is being controlled. And that's what makes it so powerful is that you actually think it's your idea. But like, are your interests your interests? Right. Like that thing that you're interested in, that thing that you think is the coolest thing, that ideology that you have, that you've gone down so many YouTube rabbit holes, who gave you the rabbit hole? Right. Those videos were chosen. The suggestions that you were like, oh, that, oh, that, oh, that, oh, that. That wasn't random. Right. You just take that for granted. No, your desires are not your own. Your desires are not your own. And that's what this whole thing is about, is that I can slowly take you wherever I want to take you. Because it's like, I want to get you from here to there. All I need to do is string together the right set of content. Yes. That's all I need to do for long enough. And when you start to veer, oh, 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 you're going the wrong direction. I only show you... (laughs) To get you back on, oh, now you're up here. Okay, well, the next one in the, the next one in the path is this. I need to show you to get you here. We saw this play out with Orthodox Christians in 2020 and 2021. Of course. That, again, I'll be very careful with my wording here, but there's that was a very, in my personal opinion, that was like the clamp down, like going boop, just a little bit. And a lot of people were like, well, I want to protect my grandfather, so I'm going to get this thing put in me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, that's all it took for you? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And another thing I want to talk to you about this AI stuff with, we've talked. All right. Before they go down a whole another rabbit hole, um, that's probably, that's probably good for now. Um, I, I like what they're getting at though, with this whole concept of like, this is what we, we talk all the time. And sometimes we get into disputes about, and like, I'm going to be honest, like Stella, you got under my skin last week. Because we we kind of went back and forth about Cat Williams, whether or not he was a trustworthy type of folk. But it's true. Like all they have to do to control your behavior is appeal to your own likes and your own biases and your own wants and your own sense of humor. And it's not to say that Cat Williams is a bad guy, but he could be utilized, you know, just like Sean Strickland or Dana White, you know. The, the useful idiot in the position of, of 
entertainment. They, That's why they, they called controlled opposition. Yeah. And I'm not saying yeah. him specifically. Let's not get into the specifics because it just yeah, yeah, yeah. far but too many people. But, um, yeah, yeah, I really, really like that Vin guy. I can see my, where my very missed dear friend Ashley, why she likes him so much, or Cyprian, mm-hmm. otherwise mm-hmm. known as Vin Armini. <laughs> it's a bit yep. of a thing. Um, yeah, miss you too, girl. Uh, so, yeah, I can see why she really likes um, him. And I, the few times I've actually listened to him, I really agree with everything that he says basically <laughs> i should listen to him more actually but um yeah totally it's 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 all engineered it's it's so fucking engineered like they have these think tanks working on every intricacy they've had the mind experiments where they've studied the psychology and the personalities and the reactions and the solutions and the things that didn't work sadly um, so they really fully, fully understand how to play this game. They're way ahead of us because we're just waking up. They've already been engineering in this for, well, you could say centuries. Um, so that's why I'm, I get a little desperate <laughs> and harsh, <laughs> perhaps, as some would call it, and I bully, but I'm not. It's because I care. I, I care about the next generation. I care about my children. I care about my grandchildren. I care about all the people to come that aren't going to have um, the alternative view that we have because, I mean, I know probably this doesn't cover probably most of who's listening, but I very much remember the life before the internet and we're eventually going to die off and they're not going to know any different. Um, There's not ever going to be life without an internet, was there? So it's we have to get serious that's what I'm saying we have to really take this seriously and start shaking people there's been far too much uh, you know putting sugar on things and dancing around topics with politeness and not wanting to upset anybody it's I think that time should be in the past we need to get serious and we need to change our minds and you know be be an example as well like don't just say things but freaking do it as well I mean, I'm doing all I can to be sort of more autonomous and even like not even just like practical things, but also thinking in my mind, you know, I'm trying to change my eating habits to suit something that would be less to maintain. Um, It's just a way of thinking and getting off the grid, the autonomy, you know, just like those courses that Richard Grove runs and stuff. That's That's all he's doing. He's just trying to get people to change their minds and be less reliant. Well, that's, that's why personalities like sean strickland are uh refreshing because he's unapologetic he's you know in your in your face like you know Mm. (laughs) well he's an extreme Uh, and and we need those extremes because they're the magnets that pull the pendulums to swing the other way again so without those extremes it's just going to be a little snail pace creep of social confusion instead of this hang on a minute moments where things have to Turn around as they do. It's just the cycle of life. <laughs> the circle of life, you know. <laughs> well, Ando or Rob, any thoughts? I'll let Rob loose. Go for it, bud. Um, well, first off, I think since we're talking about techno feudalism, we need some techno. So I'll just go ahead and do that, okay? 
get it. I'm not hearing it. We're not hearing nothing. Yeah, brother. your OBS must be doing the thing again. Yeah. Dang, you're muted too. Can't hear oh, we you can't either. even hear you either. <laughs> <laughs> muted, bro. It would have been really cool. It would have been really cool, man. We're not done yet. (laughs) Try again. Oh, I know what's going on. Take one, two, three seconds. Here we go. Let me see what the hell is going on. Um, Good old. uh, Do a quick rewind. uh, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That's what more or less. Yeah. All right. Let's see. There you go. You should be able to hear it now. It's pretty quiet, but yeah. Okay. It's too quiet. Let me turn it up. There you go. How's that? Yeah, we can hear that. It's good. Okay. Hell yeah. Okay, so that's the techno feudalism music for today. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so- you cannot sit still. <laughs> Did you mix yeah. that? So I just got to lighten it up a little bit. Is that, that you, Rob? Is that your is something you made on yeah. the drum? Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm I gotta order that Anyways, drum that's machine. A little... Damn, that seems like so much. <laughs> Don't fun. order the drum machine. Don't order the drum machine. Do the dude. Honestly, I like this better. I think I'm actually gonna sell a lot of my equipment. This has been more fun. Um, it's a little bit more set up on the computer, but it's actually pretty bulletproof now and you can do some really crazy shit with it. So like all these little buttons up here, I had them set up to trigger like little snippets, you know, from news articles and stuff and videos. Um, but when I plugged it all in, it shit the bed on me. (laughs) Oh no, this is what's cool. Since I have arena set up now. I can actually trigger the clip, the sound sample clip as a video, and it'll pop up on my OBS. Oh, <laughs> so wow. Visual and It'll audio. actually pop in the window. Yeah, and you could do stutter effects and shit with it. It's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> this is what I've been working Excellent. on, you guys, for like the past three months. One reason why I quit doing podcasting in a way was because I had effed it all up so much. It overcomplicated it. And then now I just kind of circled back around. Jen uh, Saki did, as you were as you will, and uh, finally kind of started to figure it out. You know, although we know that bitch can't figure nothing out, but that's beside the point. Um, so, that's excellent. yeah, um, I think, thanks. Uh, I think with uh, this guy and his deal and what he's talking about as far as like, we just got to accept it. No, you don't have to accept shit. That's what they always want you to do is accept shit. Last thing I'm going to yeah, do is accept, totally. accept a damn thing from them. Okay, yep. now, Work around it? Sure. Okay. Exploit it? Yes. Hack it? Hell yeah. Cheat it? Hell yeah. Break it any place we can? Definitely. But I'm not going to accept shit. So, except in my water supply, I guess. So there you go. <laughs> got no ah. Get more tanks. Unless you got a well. Well, no, I got, yeah, I, I got an RO system and then I have, I have the thing that structures yeah, that the, water, on the, and grid. I got the hydronator and all that shit, but you need all that. You got to buy all that shit just so you don't get sick now. I know it's crazy. You know, isn't are, you, are you kidding me? Okay. So prime so, example. And they make had, an industry out had, of it. Is They poison us and then they make money they out, of the industry out of it. <laughs> yeah. And they, they yeah, couldn't own Burgundy. Getting so. sick and crazy. 
from from all the shit and then they go after berkey because they mm. want it they reclassified the remember oh, we were talking about the fda chevron deference this is a prime example they reclassified mm. silver as a pesticide how I, wanted, I wanted i wanted to justify that how can they justify that to unreal. people who have the thought because uh, critical chevron deference Rob, yeah, I'm glad you, yeah. they basically took yeah. silver and put it all over a bug and it died. And then they oh, look, it's a pesticide. <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up, Rob, because this is one of the things in your group chat that I was like, holy fuck. So they they reclassified silver as an insecticide. Is yes. that for real? Is that yeah. for real? Hey, so y'all yeah. remember uh, early yeah. 2000s uh, in a lot of. Uh, in a lot of the places where you would learn about 9-11, you would see ads for uh, colloidal silver. Colloidal and, silver, yeah. And there Alex was a Jones, guy. actually. It's a way they get yeah. back at him. I use it. There was a guy who uh, who took too much. He was, like, taking way too much, apparently. And oh, uh, his skin turned blue. And yeah. so they, he was they on Oprah. Pushing. Papa Smurf. Yeah. Yep, Papa Smurf. There you go. So they've been <laughs> after silver for a while. And, uh, you know, at They've just, it, but here's the thing about silver is that silver should cost more than it does. So, um, I'm not giving financial advice, but yeah, you know. I think it's going up to this I ties into it. I know that a year ago, because think about it if they want to confiscate it, what's a good way to confiscate it? If I just say, uh, you know, what they what, who, who did it was Woodrow Wilson. If I just say, screw you, I'm taking all your precious metals, people aren't going to go, are going to be down with that. It's Roosevelt. But if I say, we need to get this, a oh, Roosevelt, yeah, well, I need to get this silver away from you so you don't kill your children. Yeah, then you're oh, going to yeah, be you a got those, and do too it. much pesticide oh, here, in your Take safe. it away from me. It's so, it's so scary. Yeah. Yeah, and didn't they take the metals, the precious metals? Oh, look, my history is terrible. One of the wars, World War One, maybe, was it? Or it two? Was, it was yes. two. It was Roosevelt. Two. Yeah. Yeah, well, oh, that was that. They, right, okay. they did it sort of in stages, but they pretty much made it illegal with Roosevelt, right? And then wasn't it uh, fucking Nixon where they finally took us that off was, the gold standard? And, yeah, that was yeah, Bretton it Woods, was. That was well, that was Kissinger. That yeah, did that. Yeah, made the deal with the petrodollar. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Well, we can't trust you with real value, so trust us with it, right? I don't think they care what we think. It, it effectively <laughs> made, made the economy based off of like off of how much war the United States could start. And this is why we're in perpetual war. So have yeah. have any of you um, I'm, I'm going to bring us, you know, keep us moving if I can. I mean, Stella, if you have any final thoughts, go ahead. But uh, uh, it's hard not to be cynical. That's all. <laughs> well, in terms of. Um, Techno-feudalism and microcosms of the macro, I have yet to find a better example than this show. Uh, created by someone called Sam Hyde. And I don't know if any of y'all have heard about it, but it's called Fish Tank Live. It's hilarious. Yeah. Ando, I, I figured if anybody knew about it, you would. Rob or Stella, have you heard of um, Because of the gun it? stuff. He likes Sten machine guns, and I like them too. So, yep. so, you, <laughs> so Rob, are you saying that you know who Sam Hyde is? But Yes. But do you know the show? Uh, I knew about the show Fish Tank, and I 
think mm -hmm. I want to say that when you watch it, it generates crypto or something weird like that. I, I forget you, how he had it set up to monetize. They've got it. They've got it set up in a real interesting way where, yeah, I think you earn tokens as you watch. And so as as this show is being filmed, it is being live streamed. You can follow everything that's happening in the quote unquote fish tank, which is a house. And the house is full of random people that people are, is hard to say, right? Yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm like, they're not, they're not all autistic, but like they're, most they're of all them, internet personalities. They're yeah. all like, yeah, they're YouTube. It's like grifters. meet the Sims. Most of them like are the Sims, but with retarded people. Yeah. They're at least semi-autistic, many of them. Um, yeah. and others are just narcissists and shit. And it's a very bizarre show. And um I'm not going to recommend it. It's like, it's almost like this is not medical advice because this show is not a healthy thing perhaps to, to consume. <laughs> but, but with, but with that said, it is a it, vaccine for this show. It's really interesting, man. It's really fucking interesting. So let me just give sure you a little, you wash your hands when you're done. Yeah. Let me give you a little <laughs> sample, you know, for the listener and for uh, Stella and Rob. Let me give you an idea of what we're talking about here. Fish Tank Live is genuinely one of the craziest but most entertaining internet shows I've seen in quite some time. While well, many online creators choose to just morally grandstand their opinions and post mediocre content for the sake of pushing a message, this show just wants to entertain you. It doesn't take itself seriously, and I love that about the show. But what exactly is it? And how did such a basic-ass series like this captivate many? Well, that's what we'll be diving into today. Fish Tank Live is co-created by Jet Neptune and Sam Hyde, along with the rest of the group, Million Dollar Extreme. Jet is known for being a rapper and also co-creating World Corp Enterprises, a shock site that he made at the age of 16. It became a massive topic in the YouTube horror community, even being covered by Nexpo in late 2019. He joined up with Sam Hyde in that same year, helping produce some content after moving to Rhode Island. Both were massively involved in the iDubs documentary, Getting Away With It, which brought Sam back into the limelight. Sam has been making online content for decades now, first forming the group MDE in late 2007. He's known for giving a parody TED talk, creating a controversial Adult Swim show that quickly got cancelled, and has been accused of being part of the alt-right. I say accused as the evidence claiming that he is is kind of weak in my opinion. He's a troll and you won't get a straight answer out of him, unless he thinks you have good intentions. And that leads us to iDubs, who he trolled in an intent to make the documentary more interesting. Ian didn't seem to notice days were counted up, with Josie being immune from elimination due to selling the most merch. John would be the one eliminated, though not without a heartwarming goodbye from everyone else in the house. <clears throat> John, you came in here really not liked by fans. <clears throat> Do you know that? Yeah. But you quickly became, this is not bullshit, by the way, okay. you quickly became probably the most loved person. 
There's all kinds of memes about you on Twitter. John Pilled, all that stuff that they say. You're going to see it when you get out of here. Um, you did you did the best on the challenge today as well. You didn't have any infractions. You did the you did the best out of everybody, but it wasn't good enough to make up for your performance over the past couple of days, John. I'm sorry to say. So we have to let you go. That's okay. I have to say something. You never backed down on your morals while you were here. You won over a lot of people. This is not bullshit, by the way. This is Zach. I'm dropping the character. You won over a lot of people, man. You did really good. You're headstrong. You're confident. And everybody watching this right now knows that you've got a bright future ahead of you. And um, that's it, guys. Cool. Can we get a round of applause for John? I really want to. All right, so I shared the that little bit um, for kind of a specific reason. This show, um, how to even summarize it, I have not given the listener a whole lot of context. Aside from the fact that there are eight semi-autistic internet pseudo-celebrities living in a house together, um, in essence, this show is about making their lives a living hell. And it was actually originally supposed to be called Hell House, but I think for the sake of um, making it more marketable, they decided to call it Fish Tank, right? It's like, let's put all these fish in a tank and we will essentially fuck with them in all kinds of ways. So... While it is being live stream recorded, people watching it live can pay to send comments that are blared over a loudspeaker. They can pay to have the lights, you know, flash and have random noises go. And like it's almost bordering on cruel and unusual punishment. But all mm. of these all of these people are here voluntarily. Uh, with the promise of making ten thousand dollars if they win, and 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 they all they all get something when they're sent home. In fact, season one, they had a guy in the house that the audience discovered was a pedo. Yeah, they outed him like wow. live on the show, and so they kicked the guy out, and. Even him, they gave him like a few hundred bucks cash to be like, fuck off. And this guy, Sam Hyde, he's like, he's like, give us your Venmo. We'll send you the rest. But he was being like super sarcastic. They were all like, get the fuck out of here, you creep. Because it was like a genuine accident. Like they did not want a pedophile on the show. Mm -hmm. But like when when it was when it was discovered again by the audience, uh, they dealt with it pretty swiftly. Again, this is like a this is a human social experiment. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a microcosm of techno feudalism and it's actually based the idea came from the Stanford prison experiment. Uh, the Milford. I was just about to say mm -hmm. that it's exactly like it, it is. It's a social experiment and oh my gosh, it's just creating this insatiable hunger in people it's like the social engineering of racism and feminism now it's like this social engineering you know the 
um, the cannibal restaurants, etc. This kind of inflicting cruelty for entertainment, um, stuff like that. I, I just feel, you know, I mean, I ramble and rant about get off Netflix and stop funding your own brainwashing and all that kind of crap constantly. And yeah, people don't like it. I get it. But um, I, I fully stand by it because um, I just think it's just more molding. It's more social. It's social engineering, and you got you know everyone's funding it. <laughs> it's insane to me. It's absolute insanity. Why we're supporting it? And I looked at some of the figures of what the income of um, Netflix and all those. Not just Netflix, the other ones as well. I don't know what they are. They change all the time, um, but that's the main one. And uh, you, oh, the the okay. I'll stay on the topic. The income is extraordinary. Like you, we would. It's mind blowing how much money is being given to them to brainwash you. Um, and then you've also got, you know, as we've mentioned before, there's the Edward Bernays, the CEO of Netflix was Edward Bernays' nephew, who was also Sigmund Freud's nephew, and it's all about psychology and engineering and brainwashing. And um, also when you look at the history of them and their, like those people, and their uh, bloodlines and their families, etc., it's freaking debauched. So you're also funding debauchery. So I'm just you know long as you all know it's just like people need to educate look at the roots of what is well, actually Stella, you Stella, spend so much of your life doing sitting you, staring at a screen being you, brainwashed and paying for it you make a good point you make a good point okay this this show fish tank live it really is like the lowest of the low like there are moments where they are literally hurling piss and shit at each other in this house it is insane and that's the whole idea of the show the whole idea of the show is what can we make people do for the promise of ten thousand dollars and they can leave at any moment it's a fascinating experiment and they're on their fourth season right now once again not medical or legal or financial advice but this is a fucking interesting show to watch and I've been watching it on YouTube, which is the heavily censored version. You barely get a taste for how disgusting it truly gets. But it's it's sort of the inevitable culmination of this internet culture that we now have. And this clout ch chasing kind of thing. And this, um, you know, this techno feudalism. Like they distilled it down to a to a micro level. Let's let's put it inside of a house and really experiment with the idea of what will you do for a little bit of cash and a little bit of internet clout, right? Rob, when you have techno feudalism, oh. how else are people going to make money? I mean, we're already at the level of having the nfts go down as a way for people to make money what else are they going to sell you know you're you're, you're, running out. you're you're running out of things and ai is going to take over all the jobs so what are humans going to do when it's all ai and robots humans that are left are going to end up doing this digital lord of the flies shit i mean you know Yeah, organic will be just something in some myth that's orally passed down. Won't even be a bloody record of it. Yeah. 
And that's why we have to yell because, as I've said before, we're we're a generation. Who knows? I mean, I could get hit by a truck tomorrow or today even. Um, if I don't leave my mark and sort of say what I've got to say, um, I sort of feel like it's all been a bit pointless really. So I will keep doing that. And we all have to because we are a dying race. We know what it was like before the internet and we know what it's like before all this propaganda got – I mean, we've always been living under propaganda, let's face it, but it's just been ramped up like it's been, you know, turbocharged um, and the new generation aren't going to know any different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the critical thinking has been killed and bred out of us like they've broken the horse of civilization. you know, with I thinking. Feel, I, I feel you, Stella. Um, you know, part of the irony... I'm older, that's why. <laughs> well, part you, of the, you don't feel the desperation quite so much as I do because, yeah. I'm it's older. all good. It's all good. Um, part of the irony, though, of Fish Tank is as you watch a season... You see these people, the ones that make it to the end, you see them develop and grow as as human beings. It's really almost inspiring because they've been put through the ringer and uh, they've come out the other side of it. And I know how you feel about Netflix, Stella, and and debauchery for that matter. But there's this show, I got to say, it it actually again, kind of inspired me in an unexpected way. And I started watching it when I was like homesick and just needed something to just veg out to. And it's called Too Hot to Handle. And it's where they take a bunch of smoking hot early 20-something singles and put them on an island in like a resort. And the only rule is you're not allowed to fuck each other. And if you fuck each other, you lose money like there's a a prize at the end hundred thousand dollars but every time even if you just it's not just if you fuck it's if you kiss if you cuddle too much you know but like you basically have all these hot young singles that end up falling in love with each other and growing as people because they've been forced into abstinence and they actually develop a real connection for the first time in their lives and this this fish tank thing, it's like these these internet pseudo celebrity Twitch streaming influencers with autism end up developing like some some balls, some fucking you know self actualization, some fucking confidence, and it's really it's a, it's actually amazing to watch. And I'm not suggesting that we have to put people in these kind of uh, social experiment you know extreme scenarios but it it does kind of illustrate how far we've fallen and that it takes these kind of situations for people to actually become fully actualized people and um i also believe that it really fuzzes the lines between reality and what's yeah, well, just what's not acceptable. Like it's sort of fuzzing it so it's sort of like people – it's setting a new standard, I suppose. So people sort of see this kind of behaviour and just start excusing their own behaviour and it it just, you know, you slowly – it's like the the boiling frog, I suppose, in attitude and what's acceptable as far as behaviour and, and, you know, respect for another person goes. It's almost like people's just, people are just becoming cartoon characters so they're sort of like their soul is just – 
disappearing because they're just characters and avatars and everyone's got all these friends online that are presenting a different reality to what is their reality. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's a way of thinking that just takes the substance, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. It takes the substance out of people and relationships and that's all going to become so normal. It's it's such a different way of thinking. I mean, it's brilliant the way they've done it. You've got to tip your hat. It is brilliant. But I think the, I think the silver lining that's probably been banned by the FDA um, <laughs> in all of this is that by putting these people together and putting them through these rights, these in, rights of initiation in a way, and forcing them to have to cooperate yeah. in reality, yeah. even though it's being shown on the internet, exactly. I think is actually having the opposite effect. And these people are actually becoming more human mm-hmm. through the dehumanization and the realization of this shared bond and, and shared experience that they're having in this dehumanization of the digital platform. So I find that kind that's of interesting really, in that that's it's kind really of turned on its head, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know? I'm really, really, really glad that you said that because that is exactly what's happening. It's almost like what they intend, the opposite happens. And it's like, well, again, it's the extreme needs to happen the extreme needs to be shown to magnetize and bring the pendulum back for the next cycle so yeah opposite is happening sometimes because it has to <laughs> just imagine if we all well, went along with it devoid. we'd all be in agreement, wouldn't we <laughs> that's never going to happen yeah, so, these people most of these people are devoid of the regular social structure that put them through yes, uh, yes. these tests trials and tribulations yes yes so in a way by doing this to them we're bringing them back to an older value system in a way yes rob that's rob, the true they're saying rob, you're hitting you're hitting on something big here so we have a serious lack of rites of passage in in our yeah. society and there we is grow, no clear, are we a boy are we yeah there is no adult are we a yes. child are we what are we yeah what are we no definition we live in a world of perpetual yeah. adolescence, sexual ambiguity, and and all kinds of weirdness where where people growing up have no clue what the fuck to do. And so it's hilarious with this fish tank live thing. Literally, these people, like I said, it is cruel and unusual punishment, if not torture at times. They are deprived of sleep. Their food is fucked with they're they're put through like grueling and disgusting circumstances and yet apparently like at least one of these contestants you know so the the creators of this show went on michael malice's podcast this past week which is what kind of got me onto this whole thing and i'm pretty sure the two of these guys were on mushrooms during this interview which cracked me up because michael malice was just like trying to hold it all together and these guys were like totally off the rails and they're literally in the middle of filming like the fourth season or whatever and so it's just hilarious like anywho so the i might have lost my train of thought guys i apologize um i don't know just this irony of the crutchmer clip what's that you're going to play a Crutchmer clip. I don't have any clips. Okay. Well, just before you, okay. Yeah. When, 
what worries me is when torture becomes entertainment. Well, that's that's part of what I wanted to get at too. It's yeah. it's like ow my balls. It, it we are at the ow my balls level of entertainment. <laughs> but but despite the fact that the intention of the creators of this show were basically to see how far they could push people, mm-hmm. people nonetheless like have turned it into something kind of beautiful. I don't know. It's it's just amazing. Like the whole thing is kind of a weird thing and just worth noting. It's, it's somebody brilliant doing What's, something stupid. Hmm. What's the difference between this and my in 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 basic training in the military back in the eighties and the seventies? Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, that's I mean? a really good point. Yeah. Um, well, and kids need this kind of much different. Oh, okay, so now I remember what I was trying to get at. So sleep deprivation, uh, you know, degradation, being yelled at, uh, being it's put a public in, uh, it's know, a public humiliation ritual, and mm-hmm. and we almost require this. To, to transition from adolescence to adulthood i think like you know it, the, the fact that these similar tactics are used in boot camp as as are used in this fish tank live or any other thing of the sort and the fact that people grow from it I, i'm just saying like we we crave these rites of passage i was gonna say one of the contestants didn't want to leave at the end she was like, she was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. She's like, I want to yep. be told what to do. I want the structure. I want, you know, and it's almost like that's <laughs> well, that's like the extreme in the exactly. wrong way. Like you should, you should want to graduate from that shithole yeah. situation and do something better. But she wanted to stay. Back to what? You know, so it's oh, like you have what? all extremes. What is she going back to? Yeah. What is she yeah. going back to, Mike? That's the thing you got to ask. Nothing. Maybe maybe she's just done with it all and she didn't know, but she needed this to show that, you know, her regular life was lacking. Right. Such a a degree. Yeah. It's a sad reflection of the lack of leadership that has been present for, well, gosh, we could take it back to the cracking of the, you know, the feminism crack. Okay. So that really had a lot to do with breaking up families um and women's attitudes etc so then you know down the line we're going to see which is you know round about probably a couple of generations ago including my own um we're going to see the uh the cracks the the outcomes of those cracks the results um and like now there was a lot of broken homes a lot of you know people struggling with life but now it's like there's just no there's it's like a jelly life's like a jelly um they're just born into this blob of life and they've got to sort of make their way through this thing that a lot of misled parents have given birth to these children you know with no Um, tradition and no rites of passage and nobody to guide them and And it's been more and more diluted as we go like look at you know it's been more and more diluted especially now exactly no structure broken homes and everybody's afraid to give them a structure or tell them a thing mm-hmm. because well, no, it's more you know, profitable. You're not allowed to have opinions anymore. See, Rob, it's way more profitable to just say the right ones, Rob. It's more profitable to keep them watching that tic- TikTok. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, that's right. Black screen. They, they are. Somebody said they are. Uh, they are the like heard an interesting one. Yeah, I heard an interesting one from. Uh, 
oh, who was that? Charlie Robinson, right? Macroaggressions. And he was on Sam Tripoli and he says, um, oh, you know, people don't know any better because they just watched the big screen. And it was like, no, actually when the problem started is with the small screen, that's when things escalated. A TV you can't get rid of. You can't get out of the front of. A TV that can nudge you and push you and is touching you. I mean, we're being raped by a little black screen all the time, all day, every day. And and one hundred percent, it's a portal. And, and fish tanks yeah. a good micro microcosm of this because these people could leave anytime they chose. Uh, they 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 sat in front of the screen, so to speak, and they kept being told what to do because they wanted the payoff at the end. You know, I'm like. I don't know, man. Huh. We we choose our own serfdom. That's the point. We are not slaves. We're fucking serfs. Choose your own adventure. Right. I, I wouldn't mind betting that that's it's not a it's not an organic thing at all. I think it's very you know set up as a social engineer. I think maybe I'm stating the obvious. I guess um, it it looks like it was an organic sort of thing that happened. Was it like they're sort of doing their own kind of Big Brother thing, or was it like a production that was put out there? Like did it all? supposedly organic happened like in somebody's lounge room or something by a bunch of YouTubers that got together or was it no, 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 a no, show no. that came out? They These people volunteered to be on a show. A show. Okay, right. And they knew it could last as long as six weeks. That was all they knew. Gotcha. So yeah. it's like a big brother. Yeah, okay. Big brother. Um, with a torturous yeah. twist. <laughs> but with a, with a really dark twist and – the iron or not the irony, but like the, the weird part or the unique part is that it was basically self-funded and they, you know, it was like this whole live stream again. It, like it's, it's very, funded, like, it's like very, it's very Ooh. dystopian at its core. Yeah. It's funded exactly. for people That's... during the show though. Right. Like people during yeah. the show give donations oh, and yes give, and, like, and yeah. probably people, the loose change so they people, can manipulate their environment and give them people, new tasks yes, and stuff yes. and pay for that people would yeah. pay to manipulate the contestants to manipulate the behavior their environment fill in the blank and again the 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 greatest twist of the whole thing is that even these sick depraved people that were watching it 24 7 and paying money to fuck with these people pull strings to pull the strings, even they ended up kind of falling in love with certain contestants and rooting for them after fucking with them incessantly. You know, How it's like sick. How sick. Isn't it crazy? That's that's sick. Well, that's, wait, humanity kind of wins though. There. The flip side of it is. Yeah, but but the humanity of it is humanity or the part of the good part of it is humanity kind of wins in this one. It did. That's my point. Yeah, I get like it. Yeah. Experiment. Not completely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hear you. I hear you, but yeah, I know. <laughs> Stella, yeah, you know, we live gross. in a dirty, we live in a dirty, <laughs> filthy world. You got to see. We do. We you got to see the winds What's, where they lie, you know? That's why I make lizards my friends. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny, though, is all the lizards in Davos right now are basically doing fish tank to us. <laughs> while we're doing that's, you know while people like us are yes. doing fish tank to the fish tankers yeah. i know that's it's it. just yeah. like a microcosm this show is just like a little microcosm it's the fractal of life isn't it that's it you know and everyone's yep. sort of like well we're being sort of beaten and told 
to do all these things while those puppets pull our strings, the puppets that are having their strings pulled and the ones that are having their strings pulled. So fuck it, we'll pull some strings too. We'll just join the queue, join the chain of command and I wonder who the little ones down there are pulling the strings of. I don't know. It's just this fractal. fractal. It always becomes a fractal. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's the say, the geometry of life, you know. Well, I think it'd be worth coming back to this uh, discussion between uh, Cyprian and Buck Johnson. Um, yeah. But anybody want to say anything before I hit play? All right. I'll uh, roll hey guys, on. I, I'm going to have to pop out. Okay. Okay, out. Rob. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to go get dinner with the wife. But uh, hey, good to see you, brother. Oh, yeah, and, good uh, to see you, Rob. Yeah. I'll yeah. start... Good seeing you guys too. I'll start to be on more often. I know I've been naughty. Excellent. I'm sorry. Hey, no, no worries, bro. We we are nah. happy whenever we can get you. Have an excellent evening. All right. I'll, thank you, you guys too. Bye bye. Bye. Peace. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up after this. But um, you know, I I think these guys had a had a lot to say on the topic, and all of this obviously is um kind of related so here we go about it before and it's um to quote you it's here uh this this sex bot stuff and i think some mm-hmm. of my listeners and this is fair to get a misunderstanding what i'm not talking about like when i say bot like a physical robot that some of that's probably coming some of that probably is but when i say bot i mean an online thing that basically Yes. For all intents and purposes, takes over a man's mind when he puts these VR goggles on. And I will mm-hmm. tell you this, and I'm fully honest, I'm not going to even look this up because I can feel in the back of my mind, what if it was kind of cool? And that's the scariest thing. Yeah, don't do it, dude. No, I'm not going to. But, yeah. but to know that that's there and for me to go, well, I'm not going to do it. But I know that instinct is like, well, what if it was a neat thing? There's a, enough people out there, I think probably a lot, that are going to go, ah, well, might as well look. Where do you think mm-hmm. we're coming at with that sort of thing? And, and then I'll overlap it with this. Do you think AI, and not to get into a, to um, just one or the other, which I think orthodoxy smashes through this mm-hmm. the, uh, dialectic, but more in danger of taking jobs or lives away as far as like turning them their sexual content over to a machine rather than a human being. Well, jobs is over. Okay. I mean, job, jobs is done. That, that's part of capitalism. There was no jobs in feudalism. You didn't have a job. Nobody had a job. You lived on the land that your grandparents had lived on. You're yeah. a serf. You just lived. You didn't have a job. You had a life. You lived, you farmed, you went to the festival, you went to the market day to sell your little extra, and then the sheriff came and took the share of the, of the, the Lord's share. There was no job. What job? I mean, you might have had a trade, like a blacksmith, right? Maybe, you know, you, maybe you ran an inn somewhere, you know, and like, but that's so a lot of that is even later. A lot of that is in, it really goes forward in capitalism because a lot of even like the, you know, the, the, the British pub culture is about yeah. where you go after work. Right. 
right? So an inn was like a, you know, it was a, 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 a hostel, a hotel, basically, for people who happened to be traveling through, but very few people traveled through. And you probably still, you had that on your farm and you probably still farmed. <laughs> you know what I mean? You still did your thing. That was feudalism. So like what we understand of like jobs and careers where you like work for money, I think what, what do we really have? What we really have is we have, I mean, we have, I mean, it's what we're doing now. Like these are the new jobs. The only people you think, what is, what is a, you ask, what does a millennial or a zoomer want to do? Right. They yeah, want to be an influencer. Yes. Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. That's it. That's what they want to do with their lives. They, they, anything else is like, what? Yep. There's no, you ask them, well, what's a good job? What's a good career? There's only one thing. Influencer. And what are you doing? You are getting, you, a good influencer does what? They influence people. They influence what? They influence their behavior. It's not you will you survive and you are rewarded by the system for making people behave in a certain way. That's what it is. And when you start to make people behave in a way that the techno feudal lords don't like, what do they do? Demonetize. Take away the reward. Carrot and the stick. Right? I mean. Even us here, we're self-censoring because you're sitting on a strike. Yeah. Right? So it's like, okay, well, we know what, it, what the thing is. Control, 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 control. All we got to do is just reward for the thing that they're supposed to do, which is be mindless, mindless consuming zombie, zombies. And then stick or take away reward. And for a lot of people, the taking away of the reward, they'll do anything to get back. So they'll change up their whole thing. Mm -hmm. All the things that they had said previously that supposedly they really believed in, oh, actually, they didn't really believe in that. Right now, it's completely changed. And so... Will AI, it's not even that AI is taking jobs. It's just like the jobs start to become, the jobs are superfluous. When What's really happening is the companies that were based on profit are dying. And we, you know, we had this catalyzing effect. And again, something that I said from March 2020, I said, you do these lockdowns and this is the end. Mm-hmm. Because some percentage of businesses are, are always only surviving because they're right on the... Like if they had one month where they didn't have income, that would be the end of that business. Yeah. And then another percentage of them is two months. And another percentage of them is three months. Once you get out to about six months, you're really talking about 80, 90% of businesses. Yeah. So it's over. And what ended up happening was the big winners... Were all of feudal these lords, platforms the feudal? There were the feudal lords. Yeah, the feudal. Everybody, everybody went remote. Everybody, I lost my job, so I started a YouTube channel. I became a surf. 
I became a I, I I lost my job in the city, so I moved back to the to the feudal lord's uh far uh land and I became a serf. And now I farm attention for my feudal lord. Wow. And they let me keep some of that attention and then they take some. That's the ads. That's the sheriff coming to take the attention that you farmed for them. That's it. That's where we're at. And so, you know, it's just a question of how do you, how do you cull? Cause there's actual flesh and blood human beings. Right. And so it's like, well, how do you cull? There's too many of us. How do you cull the quote unquote useless eaters? That's a big question. So one, you part of what you need to expend as the narrative is antinatalism. You need them to stop having children. Mm-hmm. So they talk about this demographic decline as like, oh, this is going to be bad for this country. No, 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 no. Like we, th- we could only sustain that population when we had capitalism. Mm-hmm. Because, because profit, we were actually like building a, a system of abundance. Feudalism is not a system of abundance. It's not. Like the, there's, a, there's, there's only so many people inside with these serfs. And the thing is, you don't need there to be abundant numbers of people. Capitalism needed mm-hmm. a huge population because it needed laborers. Capitalism, capitalism is labor. It doesn't work without labor. Techno-feudalism, it's not labor. It's all automated. Yes. You don't need the flesh. You've got silicon. You don't need carbon. So there's, gonna, there's wars. And the thing is, we, th- these things happen. It's not like it's Ephesians 6.12. Right? If we're going to play their game, there's wars. That's going to eliminate. That's already. Look at it, it's eliminating. Tons of people. And famines, famines are on their way. Like when, when the results of what's happening in the, uh, in the Red Sea hit in about two months, people are going to starve. I mean, you already had it from, I mean, the, 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 we've been having two years of, uh, you know, reduced wheat production in the breadbasket of the world. That's what, that's what Ukraine has been. And it's like, well, they, they can't get grain out. <laughs> and it was just that there was enough abundance. But like, economies are falling apart. So you're going to have that. But a, a lot of, I think the main thing, and that's why I say it's over 50 years, is massive population decline from antinatalism. Oh, heavy shit, y'all. You know, yeah. what I was sitting here thinking the whole time, We are the fish inside the tank, and there are people who can afford to pay the membership subscription fee to fuck with our lives, and we don't get, you know, they they can turn off the lights, they can pull all our food out of the refrigerator, and leave us with not much else to do but throw piss and shit at each other. This is why yep. the fish tank live TV show 
should be noticed as the microcosm it is we are the fish they are fucking with the tank they're putting poop in the water yeah Uh, yeah exactly i mean it's they are showing us yet again they're showing us yet again on their fish-eyed lens the fishbowl that we they have made us um it's sort of like the truman show but just yeah it is worse with with a horrible yeah. much much more horrible intent but that, they're again predictive programming getting us used to that sort of thing they're mm-hmm. making it into a game they're making it fun entertaining to think like this we are actually physically um well not me or not we the the viewers who care to partake in this kind of thing are actually creating neurons in their brain based on these sort of things um physiologically so it's it goes beyond just uh, you know careful what you look at it's actually it does have an effect on a cellular level i have been led to believe from what i've read if it's true so it should be noted that that ben himself uh or cyprian now as he he goes by escaped and is in a saipan and you know he and his family are are gonna do okay because he made out on some bitcoin at some point he he made some good deals he was on a reality show for a while he's a he's a reality show star that's that's another thing that's kind of funny about this is we're just talking about a reality show and then and then you get this wisdom from somebody who survived Mm -hmm. a reality show because he was he was horrible then and Mm -hmm. and finding finding christ has made him into a, a pretty solid man who has a lot of wisdom right now to share so that that's that's great but he escaped and and i think that you know everybody needs to do everything they can to uh to not necessarily escape what you have to do is is work together because like i mean running off to an island because he's still gonna have to work with the people on that island and i gotta eat kind of helps yeah yeah Yeah. an island kind of helps because you have you you have fewer external forces that that they can mess with you but uh but make your own little island and you know make make things with the people around you i saw mike running a banner that says grow food down there on the screen that was and, uh, that was all stella oh, okay stella yeah i know, am Brenna girl uh, <laughs> you know we don't give advice but you know one of these days oh, yeah we do uh, grow, grow food <laughs> yeah grow food grow food grow food grow food hashtag easy peasy gardens.com <laughs> right. right. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you, Stella. So, it's on the banner. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Earth is freaking awesome. This this is a, a wonderful planet that God gave us, and everything that you put into things, you get something out of it. It's it's really amazing how everything works. And that, while we're talking about technocrats and the way that they want to measure everything down to the caloric level, you know that that's that's how they want the economy to run. <laughs> They, they got CBDCs as sort of a uh, an allusion to what they're doing with calories. But the technocrat movement started in Canada. I want to say it was in the 40s. Uh, Corbett has a really good um, backgrounder on this. And in fact, um, I believe Elon is related to it, uh, to this, this situation in some way. And that shouldn't surprise any of us because, you know, like, like, Ben stated in the beginning there. Sorry, I keep calling him Ben. I know he changed his name, but you know it's just hard not to. <laughs> um, but 
he stated in the beginning when he was talking about Elon that uh, that yeah, Elon wants us all to take brain chips. That that's what we all need to remember about Elon. He is the technocrat class, and um, and all of these people, all of these titans that they're they're rubbing in our face all the time all the people that were on that list that we looked at a couple of weeks ago and and beyond that above above that and below that because there's people that wouldn't even make that list because they're not well known enough and then there's people much better known that that everybody everybody should know is fake especially people that listen to a show like ours but yeah the um yeah, the technocrat movement uh, started in the 40s, I believe, and was all about that. It was all about tracking and tracing everything and uh, and deciding what's best for people. Well, I think I think I'm sitting here thinking um, my only problem with the fish tank metaphor. You know, I, I suppose it works as a microcosm, as a metaphor as an isolated experiment uh but we should not think of ourselves as fish in a tank because there is always the option to leave we can opt out well i mean to an extent to an extent they'll they'll kick down your fucking door and, and shoot your dog and you mm. if you don't pay your taxes uh, they'll, yeah, do, that, they'll yeah. do all kinds of things um it, yeah. you have to be in this matrix somehow they'll they'll if you try to wiggle your way out, there's been plenty of examples made throughout history. A lot of the people that we revere, like I was talking about in the beginning, talking about the uh, the the Mount Rushmore of of people that resisted this bullshit, but they're all dead, and they're all dead for a reason. You know, they uh, they we're talking about slavery, and you know, like like I was just saying in the, our private chat, we're all slaves, and we're slaves to something. You know. Um, it, it it's tough this True. this fucking maybe it is really maybe it is a fishbowl yeah yeah it really gets in and gets, gets wraps around you and fucks you up hey i'm gonna say i want 15 minute cities i want i want 15 minute cities where i live 15 minutes away from a guy that's that's got beef and 15 minutes away from a guy that's got carrots and 15 minutes away from you know like like we make our own 15 minute cities to say fuck yeah, you to yeah. them and they're fucking 15 minute cities you know like and we trade between each other it's like uh, i've i've said it before that we will we will get agorism uh, you know mm -hmm. the thing that we want but it's gonna suck it's, it's gonna, gonna suck be in a way yeah because because this is a very convenient culture that we're gonna have to wean ourselves off of but you know what? Yeah, it's gonna be the best thing. Yeah, that drug. It's gonna be the best thing for us to do that. Well, we want we want it. We want an enclave, not a ghetto. That's the difference. Not a you know, fifteen minute city could be one of two things. It could be an enclave or a ghetto. Depends right. on who depends on who controls it. Right, but is the it, techno ghetto is gonna be very convenient. The techno ghetto course. is gonna be so so nice. You know, mm -hmm. like. You're, you're, we're already, uh, uh, lullabied into walking right into it. We're just, you know, we're, we're just lulled into this false sense of security. We're walking right into the fucking Walmart where 90% of the fucking store is poison. And they even hand it to you in a bag coated in fucking poison. Like, <laughs> yeah, and the receipts have got poison on all them. over everything. Yeah. Yeah. Every fucking thing. And the lights are in, in the fucking store are, are, 
a frequency that fucks with your brain. Yeah, you know, and like, all the music that's being played over the speaker has got um, brainwashy things. You know, they pick certain music to lull shoppers into a certain state so that they basically spend more. It's all very pre-coded or pre, you know, selected for certain reasons, what have you. And it's all engineered music anyway. So I guess maybe they even made this music for this in in the long run. Who knows? It it could be intricately more pre-programmed and pre-planned than we we're even giving credit for. Um, I have no doubt that's possible. Down to the intricate little tiny details, they they have the money to pay all these huge compartmentalization departments of the think tanks, etc., and all those little fractal things that go off. And so you know, it's all it's so many little <clears throat> um, micro departments working on departments that are micro departments of other ones <laughs> fractals it is it, the whole thing it's quite I love, amazing i love how the show loops around because we earlier we were like what's after the transhumanism and i said it's the post-humanism and and ben alluded to that as well you know first it's promoted through the anti-natalism uh but then there's there's all the other stuff you know it's like like I said, the, the, uh, some people are going gay, and, and a lot of that has to do with the, the hormones and shit that's ending up in the water, like Rob was talking about earlier, and the microplastics. The microplastics promote estrogen in men. Um, there's all kinds. Of, it, it's just so fucked up how many mm. ways that they're yeah. attacking us. He, he says the food. He says the war. You know, the food and the war, definitely, definitely all of this shit. It's the all air, everything. It's all programmed so that fucking Jared Kushner can live for fucking ever. You know, that that that's what he he says. He says we're going to be the the first generation to never die. And this is this is why I this is why I brought Sean Strickland into the into the discussion, because frankly, I think we need more motherfuckers with murder on their mind. And I suppose (laughs) and I suppose I'll leave it at that. Right. Myers out there we've got we've got some bullshit soy motherfuckers who think they can live forever well we got some we got some grass-fed beef fed motherfuckers who might argue different what's up with the uh farmers in germany you know yeah 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 that that's that's a whole awesome little revolution that's happening out of this whole mess too well, a that happened in the Netherlands as well, yep, and yeah. um, Canada, and, and you know, and I can France. guarantee you, it would never have been on the mainstream media. I guess a whole lot of manure, know. a whole lot of manure is getting dumped on some courthouse <laughs> uh, steps and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say too, with that show, um, the the fishbowl show, I agree. Like it is, it is the, the public humiliation ritual thing as well, like on a bigger scale than just like choosing one person. Um, they're constantly doing that. It's like keeping us in our place, like don't speak out because, you know, you'll be humil. There's just this humiliation thing that's constantly in the ether being, you know, don't step out of line sort of thing. That's what that kind of evades to. Well, but I think I think this, this, this show sort of reminds me of going to see a public hanging or watching the witches uh-huh. burn at the stake. I uh-huh. don't see it much different to that. And um, I think it's really important that we sort of catch ourselves because, like, I, I can – I will confess, you know, a few years ago before I was kind of fully awake, well, before 2020, I was kind of semi-awake but I'd kind of gone back to sleep basically and was falling into the rut of, you know, life. Um, had, had Well, I wasn't paying for it but Netflix was in the house 
Um, and so, yeah, we tune into these stupid things and, you know, we ended up getting sucked into these ridiculous series. Like, it's like, oh, my God, I look back now and just think how much time did I waste on that crap? Um, I could have been doing a whole bunch of things like learning stuff I wanted to learn and stuff, whatever. So, yeah, that's um, – I think when you're when so, you know better, you've got to do better. So, so I think the thing with the public humiliation ritual, um, it is, is – it's essential – it's essential that it be public. So yeah, yeah. Well, with 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 rites of with rites of passage of all types. You know, when it came time for a girl to become a woman, or for a boy to become a man, oftentimes it would be sort of a public ceremony. Mm. But it, they would have to go into seclusion. You catch my drift so it'd almost be like the community is witnessing the boy walk away or the girl walk away and then witnessing the woman come back now i think a well-structured um rite of passage allows for some privacy in that process ideally like there are there are you know rituals that i've read about where literally it's like the the young person has to has to go and spend a week and a half two weeks whatever by themselves and when they come back they are expected to have grown and having all these all these hidden cameras during that intermediate period of time doesn't necessarily facilitate the experience but it's you are, are you picking up what i'm laying down like i think the public part of it is necessary you have to in order for you to be recognized as a fully formed person the community has to see it you know if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it did it make a sound right like you have to have folks witness your transformation for it to be real. Is that, is that, I don't know. I, I think that, that, that some things just have to be done in solitude and because right. you, yep. you have to listen to the other voices, you know, whenever you go on your like vision quest or whatever. But, you know, mm -hmm. the other thing is, is, is when you're talking about it, is like i think a really big and important rite of passage is uh is a baptism because you know you you're shedding an old life and and creating a new one here so the other thing that it's doing yeah. as well is um like i hear what you're saying mike um and well, i also agree with what you just said ando hang on i just want to make a point like like I a also... baptism is a public thing that's a good a good corollary true yeah. go ahead still i think what it is also doing is this generation of the result of broken homes etc etc as we've already gone over it, 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 sure we've got to show people all these things apparently i agree with ando that it is a it should be a per a personal private thing for the reasons that he's already stated um, and I think the biggest danger is that it's sort of making TV the mentor. It's making TV the daddy. And that is just like government, but, you know, another arm of that. Um, so it's making them 
it's just suckling off the nipple of the system. Like these generation have not been taught how to go and do this themselves because they're so sucking off the electric cord of the TV, you know, whatever, the black mirror. That's what's being taught to them. I mean, the, the TV is a babysitter. That had that became a babysitter when that first came out. Parents had it pretty easy. But then, you know, properties got smaller. It was harder to keep children contained. It wasn't like the old days. So it could go down that rabbit hole. But anyway, the point being, I think it's making TV and the entertainment industry, etc. the brainwashing is the mentor, and that's fucking dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... Personally, I, I, I'm a huge fan of story and like I love classic great movies. So I try not to mistake like art for for programming and vice versa, but it is hard to kind of distinguish. Well, yeah. they had to start somewhere, didn't they? You don't just yeah. go boom, you've got to start yeah, with something yeah. beautiful and then make it decrepit as they do. Right. Hone it into their little tool, sharpen their tool, you know. We're at the pointy end. I'm still very mediated, but I don't have a TV in my house. And I I don't want to have one. Yeah. Good on you. Good on you, Ando. Well, I think it I think it'd be worth um hearing some more from Cyprian and and Buck. Stella, if you have anything to say though, go ahead. (laughs) No, but thank you for the opportunity. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Um these guys they are hitting you know, it's like I keep letting them talk. Uh, there have been dozens of moments where I'm like, oh, man, they're really hitting on something that could be expanded upon. But um, I don't know. It's just worth hearing them out and we can we can try to dissect it after the fact. But I'm not going to play the whole thing to the end, but we'll give them a few more minutes. I. I highly recommend going to uh, Counterflow and subscribing because uh, because yeah. Buck puts out great content. He's a, he's a great guy too. Yeah, and actually, I respect the hell out of I like I've watched his transformation. Oh yeah, in the last in the last like two years. Um, so is anyway, that the guy on the right? On the right. Yep. Buck Johnson. Buck Johnson. Yep. Okay. Only populations that are going to increase are going to be religious. And so then you know who inherits the earth 50 years from now. <laughs> and there's the dim age, right? There we are. Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of start over into that. So what is, I mean, 2024, I think, is like the real beginning year. Like this is the beginning of the thing. We had our tw- transition, 2020, 2021, 2022. 2023 was so hard because it was just chaos. It was just chaos, but now we're fully in it. We're fully in it. I think what happened in Argentina with their election, yeah. I think what's happening, what's going to happen with our election this year, Which the U.S., is- this is the end. This Because it doesn't actually matter who wins. It's the end. It's the end. Like this is it's it's the the rest is just pure decline. And so that's that's what people got to start looking at. I think I think no one can. Again, it's the 
2021, 2022, that was the warm up. It was even the warm up when it came to like jobs and people saying, oh, well, now I'll just try to stick it out. You know, I think now it's the people who felt relatively secure. Understand you are now the non essential worker of 2020. Yes. Just understand everybody is now a non-essential worker. They told you the game. Had you ever heard that before? Non-essential. These workers are non-essential to the survival of this culture. Right. A non-essential worker. Meaning. All right. I'm I'm pausing just for a second there. You know, I I think it's worth maybe playing this out, but I see in the comments that Ando, you got an early morning tomorrow, so I don't want to I don't want to drag you on all night all night long here. Um Stella, if you're game to stick it out with me, I I'd like to keep listening. I actually Yeah, not, definitely. I really like this guy. Yeah, I've not listened to the whole thing, so I'd be curious, but yeah. Ando, um any thoughts? Do you want to Uh Yeah, no, he's uh, I, I think these guys got it. I think y'all got it for sure. Um, just wanted to uh, shout to everybody that's been on the show tonight. You know, Rob, mm -hmm. he's got a podcast called Black Labs. You can find it mm -hmm. by looking up B-L-A-Q-L-A-B-S. And then you can find Rachel on Twitter at Rachel D. Tobias. And then OG Dad Bod, you can find a whole lot of nothing podcasts on Spotify as well. So look that one up. And then me. And then I you. do <laughs> burn Babylon Burn in the Doom Kitchen. But lately, the main thing that's been going up on my my feed has been the forum. I've just been so busy. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I love spending Sunday with you guys. It's It, it actually works out really well with this job because it, it times out that Sunday evenings, I'm usually free. Um, but yeah, you can find me at libertylinks.io slash the Doom Kitchen. And the Doom Kitchen at protonmail.com. Love y'all and yeah, have a love your guts. Rest of y'all's night. <laughs> yeah, love your guts. Ando, Ando. It's always before... good to have you, man. You've always got such great input. Yeah, oh, and before thanks. you, likewise, that, I love the fucking forum. This is like the the what the fucking fucking fuck forum. <laughs> uh, I fucking love y'all. Uh, this is my Ando. favorite thing to do. So, yeah. All right, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. Before you leave, before you leave, all I want to say, okay, because like I've been being a little like, how do I say it? Uh, a little touchy feely about how good this forum has gotten, how good the crowd, our little, our little group has gotten. And I got to give you some credit, bro. You're the Dude. one, you're, you're the networker. So thanks for uh, helping me. Yeah, I this wouldn't uh, happen without you, bro. So I, I might be the network, but man, you you shoulder so much of this thing. Like uh, yeah. you you're coming up with all this stuff, and and you're what makes it great. Not to like you know get into some dick suckery here, but uh, it, 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 I can only do what I can do. I'm saying if you hadn't have done what you had done, we wouldn't still be doing it. So you know, but also it, it gets much better. You know, because yeah. every every new person to the forum adds new people because they're connected to other people. And then, you know, connection makes connection makes connection. And we build a little network and I get to meet y'all out on the road sometimes. And that that's fucking great. Like that. 
you know, meeting you and, and Ashley and everybody else, you know, like uh, several of the people um, on the forum I've, I've met all in person. And that, it's that's the only it's the only way we know any of this is real. Bro. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> fucking cool. You know, like check check box. OK, she yeah. exists. Check. We yep, gotta, he exists. <laughs> we got to We got to get Stella in the flesh at some point. Right. I mean, yeah, we come on. Oh, I, I don't know about I mean, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, your technocracy is growing. I haven't got an only friend faster. Um, only fans. Well, only stumps <laughs> only stumps uh, only, only stumps yeah only yeah. scales yeah you'll have uh, to deal with stumpy <laughs> i mean it i mean it i would love to see a wtf um retreat happen at some uh, point that'd be kick-ass I mean, maybe if maybe if in mexico or somewhere fun i'll, I'll wear my we best fighting right. mask if we can time it right, uh, y'all can all come over to my house for a barbecue. I, I think that that would be the the thing. I mean, like that would be the thing. It's uh, it, it's cool. It's you know, it's not too far off of the beaten path, but it, it's it's not close to the beaten path either. So, you know, it's it's where I found a place where I call safe. Um, but well, yeah, maybe we can talk. Maybe we can talk some of these fools into coming out for Childerberg. Oh, yeah. And That's spending, the thing right there. And spending yeah. an afternoon at at Ando's uh, cabin along the way. <laughs> that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, or we could just bring everything out to Childerberg. That's you know that too. And that I too. think I think this Childerberg is going to be the most lit. So um, yeah, probably because um, everyone's getting to know each other. Like there's been a bit of time now for relationships to bond and join and sort out who likes whom and who's worked and there's been a lot of cross-pollination as well. So it should be a really strong one, I would imagine. I hope y'all yep, have this, a great time. <laughs> Wish yeah, this, this is the solution, though. The solution is networking and and, and connecting. And yep. so, as they, you know. As they say on No Agenda, connection is protection. Exactly, exactly. And that yeah. that's another thing. I want to recommend uh, the No Agenda meetups and the Canary Cry meetups. And uh, Higher Side Chat has meetups, too. So go look on their websites, find their meetups, because, you know, if you like this show, you might like those shows. And even if you don't like those shows, you know, you might like the people that go to to their stuff, because, I mean, all everybody, you know, like, it's really hard to find great people, but it's really easy whenever you find the the right places to find the great people. It's, you know, like, no Childerberg's no a place, uh, you know. Yep. It, yeah. If if Jared the Permi guy had hadn't talked me into coming to Childerberg the first time, I would never have met Ando. And once again, we would not be here today. So here's, here's something dumb. You know what I, I I almost was doing two years ago. I was almost at the uh, LP National Convention hmm. for instead of instead of Childerberg, and I was like, like you know what? I think I'd rather do Childerberg. It's on the same weekend, and I canceled my tickets to that. I'm so glad. Because there is nothing, there Heck is yeah. nothing you can do to fight this bullshit through the LP. I don't care what garbage that that Clint fucking Russell throws at you. There is nothing you can do with the LP to fight this shit. I like Clint. I think he's a nice guy. I just want to tell everybody: don't go and and get Clint's little pep talk and get all fucking excited about it and think <laughs> that you're gonna have some fucking libertarian revolution just because fucking Javier Malai got to be president of Argentina <laughs> and then he got to go hang out with Zelensky and then go to the 
WEF and, yeah. and hobnog with those guys and sound like he's against them. He, no, he got yeah. to do that to to build his character, to build his reputation, to build his role yep. as somebody that's that's a heel to the WEF, even though he is right in their pocket. He would Same, not yep. be where he's at. Same reason they let Trump speak when yep. he did. Yeah. Oh, Trump is completely controlled. Rinse, repeat. Like like I said, he is yep. he, he is basically President Jared Kushner, and everybody needs to know that, but they don't, <laughs> and they're going to vote for him again, and it's fine. I don't care. Voting should listen matter. to the they're WTF put, forum. They'll put whoever the fuck they want in there, whoever plays the role of the time, and so I think I really think that Trump might even be elected from prison, and it'll be like a big story. It'll be and it'll be a ritual because that happened with Napoleon and that happened with Hitler. Mm. Same thing. It's all it's all characters. They're all playing a game. Repeat. Yep. We're well, watching yeah. and loving it. They're they're our fish. Yeah, and we're paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> and when in doubt, go to Childerberg. <laughs> yes. <Check it> out. <laughs> yes. I'll, I would love to see y'all there. All right, y'all. Have a great Ando, night. love you, Bub. Take we'll care, man. Yep. Love y'all. All right, Stella, you ready to carry on here? Just wrap you and this, me, kid. Wrap this up. I don't know if I'll play it all the way to the end, but uh, until they're not saying anything good, we'll let it roll. All right. Meaning we can still survive and get by without you. Well, it's everyone now because the idea of worker is over because that was capitalism. Just to end this and wrap this, let's, I know this is a question that you and I, Father Turbo would tell us not to get out of our lane on, but mm. do you think this, um, what's coming helps the, the uh, Christ's true church? No, let me rephrase that. It doesn't yeah. need our help. Do right. you think that the membership, let's say, for lack of a better phrase, expands? N more people find themselves needing the church, let's say it that way. Well, everybody needs the church, right? But what? I think I think turning that light I, on. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Uh, because a, an apocalypse is happening, mm -hmm. meaning the lifting of the veil, revelation, yes. a revelation. Yeah. People, this is a we're in an apocalyptic time. I agree. Right? The veil has been lifted off. All these things that people, these institutions that people thought were rock solid, they realize, oh, there's nothing there. Right. <laughs> the emperor has no 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 clothes. So I think I think that the that a good sort of thing to grab onto here, and it's an orthodox thing, right? Is so many people consider uh, Leo Tolstoy's Anna Karenina to be the greatest novel of all times, especially novelists consider it to be the greatest novel of all times, right? And it begins with the very a very famous phrase, where it says, "All happy families are the same." but every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. And they call, they actually call this like the Anna Karenina phenomenon. And it's true. It's like this deep, it's kind of funny. And we recognize it's funny because it's true, but it's true on like every level of analysis. And I've said it before and it's, it, but it's basically, oh, and as a fireman, you definitely know this because it's to basically say, there's the set of correct ways to do something that will get you the result that you want is so small that it's usually one. It's usually a set of one. Like there's only one right 
course of action right here that doesn't get everybody killed. But the set of wrong actions is literally infinite. (laughs) Right. Right? And that's what Tolstoy is saying right there. And I think that that to key in on, if we're talking about what does this, why, like, why are people gravitating to the church? And it's because what's actually been revealed is the experiment of the enlightenment has been revealed that, oh, all those things that were said that they were the the possible right ways, even like the situation with with, uh, Marxism and Varoufakis, right? He's a smart enough man and he's from an Orthodox country. He's Greek, right? To be able to be like, okay, Marxist prescription is wrong because it didn't work. We didn't do it. We didn't seize the means of production. We didn't take over. Something else won, right? So when you do that, you start to say, okay, now we start to narrow down the set of possible right ways to have a happy family. That's why people find the church. It's because there is only one way. And he told us he was the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the father but through me. And so it, 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 of course, and that's been our own personal experiences, hasn't it? It's just how fast do you get to that point and how honest are you with yourself? The people who are more honest sooner about the fact that the things that they had thought were the way are not actually the way. Yes. And those who are truly seeking the way and the, the, you know, the key is the more experiences you've had the sooner you're going to find, find the church in this time. Yes. Because you won't try all these other alternatives. You don't. Yes. You've, you've gotten it out of your system. Yes. You already knew those were BS. Right. So you don't need to, oh, well, this didn't work, but there's these five other ones. Maybe I need to try them. I didn't need that. No. I had been a TV star. Yeah. I had been a celebrity. Well, that's better than a YouTube influencer. Are you kidding me? Because I didn't have to do videos every day or else lose what it was. No, I I didn't have to do anything. We filmed one time a year. And then I could just spend money and sleep with women and drive cars and be famous for the rest of the year. And when we filmed, I didn't have to set up a camera or do anything. No, they filmed me. Yeah. When we showed up on set, they they said, what do you want to drink? All I had to do was dress nice. And it was a reality show. I didn't even have to remember any lives. Right. It's like, there's not, I had the dream and it was poison. So for me, it's easy to find the church. And I think that that's just what I'm hoping for people is that they, again, come to acceptance, come to acceptance that all those things that you thought were the way are all dead because the world that was saying that was the way is dead. Mm -hmm. That means the going to school and getting the good job and, you know, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to have a startup. And it's like, look, if you want to do those things, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to come to the the liminal places. Like if you want to do those things, come here. You're going to have to go to the places that are still 30 years behind. Because look, there still is a king in Saudi Arabia. 
There still is a sultan in Brunei. Yeah, go and look at those places in 1776. They didn't look like Europe. Right. They didn't look like Europe in 1976. Right. right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you, if you still want capitalism, capitalism will still exist. It still has a possibility, but it's not going to exist in the place that you are. Mm-hmm. Like it's over there. But most people won't, they don't really want it. And most people won't accept. But no matter where you go and what you do, the Orthodox Phronema is going to be that worldview. It's, it's the way to a happy family. If it's underneath whatever it is, but I think what people are going to realize is that it's incompatible with this new thing, this techno feudalism, and it's going to start to get very hard for people to live in that world. And the 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 martyrdom, people are going to start to experience it in 2024. Like I said, it was a warm up, 2020, mm-hmm. 2020, 2021, 2022, and we've talked about it. And we had, we had said it in the vein of the CBDC, but it's not even going to need to get to the CBDC. I'm telling you, uh, you deciding that you're not going to interact with AI, if you live in Los Angeles, you're dead. If you live in New York, if you live in Dallas, if you live in Austin, you're dead five years from now. Like if you're really going to take that stand. Right. Like if you're really going to say, I'm not going to give the pinch of incense. Because you're going to be living in a place where you can't get into the grocery store without interacting with AI in some way because the stores have been stocked by, stocked by AI. Like all, the, all of these things. You're not, so, so what are you going to do? Well, you're probably going to give the pinch of incense. And then like you say, well, once you gave it one time and well, but I mean, but I used AI for this and I'm okay yes. still. And then I used AI for this, and then I'm okay still, and then I used AI for... And it's exactly... I mean, it's the stories of the the priests in the Russian church mm-hmm. when the Soviets took it over and turned it into a living church. There's so many stories. You know, so you either go into the wilderness, go into the catacombs, uh, or, or you're martyred, or you bend to the world. Can we stop And for like, a people think that that's pessimistic. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear what he's got to say there. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think um, I've got a lot to say there. So let's let me gather my thoughts for a moment. But okay, so yeah, twenty twenty, it just it did feel like a dry run, and that was a big fork in the road, wasn't it? It certainly was for me, and I know it was for millions of others. Mm-hmm. Um, some people still somehow managed to stay in their relationships, even though the fork in the road of thinking was very divided. Um, personally, I didn't. Um, so it sort of made it sorted out the wheat from the chaff within your own life. It still actually is happening right up until the end of last year, actually. So I think that's what that little section was for. But I think the fork in the road now is just going to be that was like a little fork, the the little entree fork. <laughs> now we've got the main meal fork, and that, there's going to be a, another big divide, or just a further divide, probably a more defined divide. Um, what we're going to be going through at this point. I love that line that he said, I have the dream. I had the dream and it was poison because I, I didn't know about his history. I didn't know where he came from. So that was interesting to learn that the well, reality. Show. He, he didn't really explain the details. Um, he was on a reality show that was all about pickup artists. 
his whole shtick was picking up any woman he wanted anywhere anytime. Oh, right. Okay. He was part of this pickup artist uh, I suppose you could call it like a movement. It was really uh, it, it was like a powerful thing where it was all these young frustrated men trying to figure out how to how to crack the code <laughs> of female psychology. So they learn psychology. So they'd learn all these tricks to pick up women at bars and wherever else. And it's all cheap. You know, it's not it's not good. It's it's cheap psychological games to get laid. And he he was like he was the star of the pickup artist community. Right. So very interesting um, transition to going like full blown Orthodox Christian. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is all psychological warfare, though. I mean, mm -hmm. like it's not just mm -hmm. the news or the mainstream thing versus us. That's like that's way in our rearview mirror now. Mm -hmm. um, we've sort of it's moved on, and um, we have to remember that as well. Um, the whole psychological warfare. It, I mean, Elon has said it quite plainly with his little archaic-looking, <laughs> great big chunky thing that he wants to supposedly put in people's brains. He's just the puppet. Um, what's the word? Announcing that we're yeah we're after the control of your mind and we're coming and we're going to get it unless <laughs> mm -hmm. unless you strengthen your own mind and go the other way. So I think these you know these forks in the road every now and then we've just got to keep sort of um, stopping and what's the word, evaluating what we've learned so far and actually take that on board instead of just keep yeah. moving along, you know. Dun, well, dun, dun. What, I, what I thought was real interesting, and he said it like kind of at the beginning um, of this segment anyhow, he said there's many ways to go wrong but only one way to go right. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but mm. – um, well, he was specifically being very Christian there. Yeah, he was. But, he was. He was talking about Christ. Mm. But no matter how you slice it, like that just rings true to me. Like Christian or otherwise, like I think. I mean, if we're if we're speaking in Christian terms, I one of the passages I always really liked was when it talks about like the way the way is narrow. Mm right like the the path is narrow it's very easy to step off the path and to me that you know this this ties in with like taoism it's why i i see a lot of overlap and similarity with like eastern i don't know religion philosophy, philosophy whatever yeah. whatever you want to call it with christianity it's about the way you know, and the way, the way is narrow, but the way is, you know, it's the river, it's the current, it's what you want to be in, but it's not, it's not hard to get out of the current and get sidetracked and get into some eddy where you just are spiraling and self-destruction. No, you want to be in it. You want to be on the way in the current, you know. I hope I'm not talking out of my ass here, but that was the thing he said. I'm like, yeah, there's so many ways to go wrong, 
and only one way to go right, you know? Yeah, I think um, when I sort of realized that there was a turning point in my Christian walk because I have been a Christian since the 80s, but not a very good one, but I have been. And um, on and off as well, you know, like get cold and warm up again and get cold. And I've had lots of interesting churchy journeys and all that sort of stuff. But what really changed it for me was um, realizing that instead of it being like a doctrine that's told to you and, you know, given to you or whatever, um, of this is the way you should do things, I sort of realized that when you read Jesus' own words in the New Testament, he is not forcing a damn thing <laughs> himself. Um, and he speaks in parables. And all it really is about, like when it says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and what have you, you know, sometimes because of the way we've been, it's all been dogmatized, I suppose, we kind of think of it as, oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's that religion and there's that religion and that religion. Whereas Jesus is basically really simply saying, if you live the way I do, like in the sense of, like, I'm just giving you an example of the best way to live for you. Mm-hmm. And then as a result, that's the best way to live for your family, for your community, and then for the world. And so that he's just being the example of the way. Walk, like, walk, walk the narrow path. Yeah. yeah. Like strip all the, strip all the, everything else away. It's just the way, the truth and the life. And he's not saying follow me because I'm something superb and I'm amazing. He's actually saying follow me because it's really good for you to do that. Like you've got the choice. You don't have to. He's never forced anything. So it is a choice. And then like, you know, all these dudes who go through all these really hard lives and, you know, you see them all heavily tattooed and they've got all the drops on their faces and all, and they've been through so much and got terrible lives, probably like that Sean guy. And then they realise they just – it's like, oh, my gosh, if only, if only I'd known, you know. It's like they went through all that, but, you know, obviously it made them incredible people in the end. But it's sort of like it was sort of a really kind of unnecessary if, if that basic truth was instilled in us from the very beginning but more as an example from the people around us rather than a literature. And and it, I, I just really want to read one thing here, um, the famous, the very, very famous Frank Zappa quote, the illusion of freedom will continue as long as it's profitable to continue the illusion. At the point where the illusion becomes too expensive to maintain, they will just take down the scenery, they will pull back the curtains, they will move the tables and chairs out of the way, and you will see the brick wall at the back of the theatre. And I think that's really relevant to what we're talking about. And what Vin and Armani, otherwise known as Cyprian, is talking about. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I'm not going to try to connect all the dots, but I'll say in my mind, like comfort and convenience are a curse in many ways. They're not inherently evil, but we get so comfortable and we get so addicted to convenience that we lose the way. And I think this is something we've been hitting on all night where it's like, you almost have to go through a little bit of hell to get to heaven. You know, like you cannot just be comfortable 
you cannot just do what you're told. You cannot just go with the flow. You know, I know I'm saying like the current, the the way that's not, that's not the same as doing what you're told. There's, there's the correct path and there's the incorrect path and there's, there's currents pulling you in both directions. You know, an eddy in the river has a current. I don't know if, I hope you know what an eddy is, Stella. Um, like a little whirlwindy thing? Yes, yes. Yep. So there's there's a flow in both directions, and it's very easy to get sucked into the spiral when you should stay in the central, the main, the correct flow, right? Keep moving downstream instead of getting sucked into the bullshit. Um Exactly. And it takes a strong mind to do that. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like, this is a point where it's sort of the last chance, maybe, (laughs) to strengthen our minds. Like, it's taken a while to wake up, but we have to not wake up and then sit there stagnant for a while while we sit there, you know, like rabbits in the headlights going, what the fuck was that? We actually have to move on now and do do something productive quickly because they're moving pretty quick. And, you know, it's not a doom and gloom thing because – there is the way so Mm -hmm. you know i mean i don't i don't want to go ultra religious because i respect the fact that some people aren't religious and well i don't even want to say religious spiritual whatever christian whatever etc um call it what you want no it's 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 i don't give a fuck what you call it i i sense that there is a continuity no matter what you describe it as you know we all know there's the right way and the wrong way and it's very easy to lose the right way. You know, call it Christ, call it it is Tao, call it whatever the fuck you want. You know, you don't have to apologize. We're not being ultra Christian here. This is just simple facts of the matter. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's a welcome, Joe. Thank you for joining us, by the way. Joe, not a mm-hmm. fed. It's really good to mm-hmm. see you, man. Um yeah, as he points out, the core of Christianity and most religions is don't be a dick. If you spend your life not being a dick, you will be following Jesus. <laughs> That's so true, man. Yeah. So true. But sometimes it's hard not to be a dick because people might see you as being a dick, whereas the next person might go, oh, she's being authentic or whatever. So it's sort of you can't please everyone and it's all multifaceted and we're all individuals still. Um, so you can't, you know, not everyone's going to like you. Some people like your approach, some people don't. That's fine. But, um, you know, if you're just <laughs> being a dick, that's probably not a great idea. So, yeah, follow Jesus. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's play a little more. Uh, this this is almost done, but these guys are just hitting it so so on the head. We might as well hear them out. Yeah, it's um, pretty pretty good stuff. Pretty good shit. So here we go. Uh, or you, or you're martyred, or you bend to the world, and like people think that that's pessimistic, but it's like it's not pessimistic. That's reality. Yes, I agree. <laughs> that's just what it is. Yeah, well put. Um, one, and I, I said in closing yeah, sure. while I go no, one go more ahead. time, a blind spot, or a, hmm. or let's say a blind spot for people that would be watching a show like this. Um, that you think we might have? 
I mean, there's so many. We, uh, I mean, this pops. I know there <laughs> had to be blind one spots. Popped. Blind spots that I have. I don't even know all my blind oh, spots. Oh, right? That's, what makes, that's yeah, yeah. what makes them a blind spot. I think. Um, and we actually talked about this 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 last week um, on Royal Path, I, and I think it's important is that that somehow uh, being orthodox is uh, means that you are less of a target. Yeah. Like, By the way, somehow it was this me. is going to save you. It was it me. It was that, you. That had I, I, rec- I realized it was you, yeah. Yeah, the, the cold spray paint of the target on your back. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. That's, I mean, you know, and the thing is you you are saying it, and so it's not going to be a blind spot, I don't think, for people who are, who are watching your show, but it can't be said enough that we're, we're, you know, you're lucky if you've got a target on your back because all that not having a target on your back means is that you're going along and they don't need to target you. You know, like I did, I was never, I was never attacked by demons in the time in my life that I'm talking to you about. Right. I mean, I, because I was, actively going along with them. I mean, I was suffering the consequences of that. But that's very different. Yep. Right? I was suffering the consequences because I was out of the light of God. I was out of any protection from God. And yet he still pulled me out of it. Which is the, the incredible mercy. Right? Still he loved me. Still he pulled me out of it. He didn't just leave me. Incredible. But what did I ever, was I ever torn inside and was I ever fighting with myself internally? No way. I believed in everything that I was doing. I believed, I, I, was, I was a horrible person because I believed I was so right. Like you couldn't tell me that what, no, 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 no. You couldn't, you couldn't shame me. You couldn't do it. I should have been shamed. And I think that that's something for people to realize is that it's like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to wrestle with you're going to wrestle with demons if you're really going to take the path and you're really going to going to f- follow Christ and you're really going to try to draw closer to him oof, yeah that's the that's the fight but it's that or go along give the pinch of incense and it's the thing is it's always been that how do you get out of that how do you get out of every blind spot read the lives of the saints every day uh-huh. Okay. It's the first thing I do. I do it before morning prayer so that I could ask for Same. the prayers of the saints of that day. Yes. Best, I, 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 best practice I've added to my life. And actually the first practice that Father Turbo gave me before he even, I mean, I was, already, I was already doing morning and evening prayers, but before he even worked on me on my prayer rule and catechized me, he said, read the lives of the saints. Mm-hmm. Cannot recommend it enough. And that's how you get away from the blind spots. And that's how you start to understand what it is to be Orthodox. Yes. Is reading the lives of the saints. So, yeah. And for those listening, there's, there's books you can get. Um, and I'll try to remember to link to, I'll write a note here. There's daily readings that you can get. And I think that's what Cyprian's referring to. I have the same thing. It's very easy to do. It's not like some, you know, long, long form read that you have to no. do for an hour every morning. It probably takes me a minute. It, it, it probably. Sure. It's, very sure. quick. There's um, a very good app. It's the Orthodox Calendar app. Yes. <laughs> All right. So yeah, they're uh, getting Orthodoxy. Um, 
I don't know if you know anything about orthodoxy, Stella. I, I don't, except what I've heard from Buck Johnson. Um, but I do find it appealing in that it's it's a decentralized form of Christianity that is very much rooted in like tradition. And um, there's no pope. There's no central authority that can just change things. You know, tradition is kind of at the core of it, as far as I understand. Um, not to say they have it all figured out, but I've gotten a lot out of out of listening to Buck Johnson. He's um, one of my favorite podcasters by far. Yeah, I'll have to go and give him a listen. I have I've yeah. never heard any of his shows, but. Um... It, it had to make me sort of laugh a little bit because I was so on board with what he was saying and then that very end bit, oh, there's an app you can get. And I thought, oh, damn it, because he was talking about reading what I think they called, oh, what are they called, tracts, I think they're called. Um, I should know that. Anyway, they're just tracts, I think they're called. They're little, I don't know, cards sometimes you just sort of give to people. They might have a little verse on them or something, just like a little encouragement or a reminder or something they can sort of slip in their wallet or their pocket and just you know, read every now and then. They might sort of forget it's there and pull it out and need it at the right time, whatever. Um, and he's sort of talking, like to answer your question, no, I'm not, I'm not a, certainly not a scholar on Catholicism and orthodoxy and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I gather what he's saying is sort of basically living in, in a fundamental way, living the life of the saints, like martyrdom. Get used to martyrdom because it's coming if you're going to be a true disciple. Um, so there's that. Um, but the – what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the app. Yeah. <laughs> that I was just like, all right, damn. Because the trouble is is that to do what he's saying to do, like reading the tracts or reflecting on something, it takes – it takes focus and still and quiet and the last thing you need <laughs> in your hand is a damn phone because inevitably, doesn't matter how hard you try or, well, I, can't, I, sh I shouldn't speak for anyone, doesn't matter how hard I try, <laughs> I am not going to get distracted no matter what and every single time I get distracted. So I think, you know, it's a really good idea. If you're going to do that and be serious about it, get used to putting the phone down, get it. It's stop it being an extension of your arm. <laughs> Get used to leaving it at home sometimes. Go for a walk without it, stuff like that, because we really need to stop and listen. To it, There's so much pollution. We need to stop and hear the voice of God or hear your own reflections or let things unwind in your mind without people going nah, 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 at you and telling you what to do. So those quiet moments are really, really valuable and I think they're important to also keep the structure of society, really. And that's why they're trying to pollute everything because they know how important it is. You know, Stella, something you're hitting on that um, if I can put a word to it, I would call it stillness. Yeah. Be still and know lot, the voice of God. Yes. A lot of people live without any semblance of stillness. And you can gain a lot from being still every now and again. Um, now I think it's probably a good time to kind of wrap it up and I thought it would be fun to wrap up on this, this last WTF, uh, or not WTF, but WEF clip. <laughs> Once again, this is actually not real. This is satire, but I thought it was kind of funny. So, uh, here you go. 
And I appreciate the World Economic Forum providing me the opportunity to be on this stage and say, fuck you, Klaus Schwab, and fuck your new world order. We, the people, were born free. We will stay free. And you and all of your globalist friends, including everyone in this room, can go fuck yourself. <laughs> if only. If only. If only. <laughs> oh, we need a Superman, don't we? Even if yep. he's a comedian. <laughs> but hey man you know we just got to keep keep the way keep the way the truth and the life yeah what else you know i honestly honestly stella That's like hot enough <laughs> i know i know you and i like right we're we, we we're like optimism pessimism what are we i don't know we'll see <laughs> but it's like no look we're we're on the path i'm i'm i am fully like i i'm kind of stoked because i think Despite all the nonsense, all the craziness, all the bullshit, um, I think there's a lot of people that are on the path. Yeah, you know, and I'm it's, I meet yeah. I meet more of them every day, so I'm stoked. Well, again, it's sort of that thing where they've set something terrible up, but something good has come out of it. It always yeah. does. I mean, after yeah. after after rain, there's always the sun. You know that kind of thing. And well, I think we just got to remember to try to. Try to remember to everything that we do, look at it in a different light. Stop relying on those things like the conveniences. And it doesn't mean you have to rip everything out of your life all in one fell swoop. I'm talking gradual because, um, you know, there's little things like, I don't know, whatever. I don't even want to go into examples. But you know what I'm talking about. It's like um, go without certain things that you would just wouldn't think twice about before try to be a little bit more efficient with things that you do um try to spend your time in better places um try to just be less dependent and if i could just please i really want to read this <laughs> this amazing song which i go really ahead. really encourage anyone to go and yeah. <clears throat> listen to grace jones she's should a we, really long time favorite of mine should we play it i mean oh, i think she'll probably you'll probably get us kicked off it's that's very copyrighty, sticky, yeah. <laughs> prickly. Yeah. Let All me just right, read well, the lyrics read it, and read people it. can go and check it out. Most people here might probably know it. Grace Jones, it's nipple to the bottle. And um, it's very much, I think, I think it's about the convenience. I haven't looked at any analyses of it. This is just my thoughts. But, yeah, the comfort and convenience, it is a curse and it's a distraction and it also keeps us dependent. Um, so the very, just a couple of the verses, that's all I'm going to read. Very first verse is, colour and warmth came into your world. It makes me crazy. When you don't get what you want, you shout, scream and you shout, you're still a baby. And then the chorus is, I won't give in and I won't feel guilty. Rant and rave to manipulate me. From the nipple to the bottle, never satisfied. From the nipple to the bottle, now the cow must die. I just think it's so uh, pertinent for, oh, yeah, look at her. <laughs> She's, I saw her live. Oh my gosh, what an amazing show she was! I, I think don't know. We should she's, play she's it. probably a Tavistocky, but whatever. <laughs> I think we should play it, Stella. You know, I'm it's sitting such on a great rhythm and such a great baseline. I'm, I just I'm sitting on it. one strike, which means I've got <laughs> one more to spare. And this, could this be does it. not, you know, they they tend to give you strikes on things like, uh, I don't know, Saturday Night Live, and. Um, Ed talks, but I I don't think we've ever gotten hit for music. So Ooh, I can almost guarantee it, and I wouldn't I would put money on it, but let's see what happens. We'll see what <laughs> it, we'll we'll just we'll just see what happens. In case we do get cut off from 
YouTube, I just want to say thank you to the people who joined us there that have also left and the ones that are still there. Great to see you, Joe. Hello, Mervey. Um, and everyone else, thank you for being there. It's always good to have that interaction, isn't it? It is. I love the comments. Gotta love it. All right. Let's see what uh, Grace Jones nipple to the bottle sounds like. It's on mute. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. My head's bobbing like a chicken. Hell yeah. It's, it's it's not bad, but I got to say, Stella, I like your track a whole lot better. <laughs> what am I coming to say to that? <laughs> I can't disagree. No, I do. You put headphones on, man, and you go and listen to that later. And oh, when that bass I'll, kicks in, I'll it's check just it beautiful. Out. Yeah, please do. Anyway, she's a, she's a unit. Well, uh, if it's all right with you, I think we'll wrap her up. Uh, yeah. You know, as usual, I'm Mike the Polymath, Easy Peasy Podcast. And uh, we've already plugged everybody else, but I guess I'll give a shout out. Ando, Burn Babylon Burn, OG Dad Bod, Whole Lot of Nothing Podcast. Uh, who am I forgetting? Rob from Black Labs. And we had Rachel. I don't know yep. what her show is. Mm, I'm not is. sure what it is either, but um, Ando did say it, and I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Yep, yep, assuming, yep. Maybe. sure will be. And Stella Q, what do you got to say? Yes, I am still Stella Q and I'm still in Australia. And uh, thank you for having me yet again. It's always great to be here and have fun with banners and stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It was a good conversation. Really glad Rob could join us. Me too. Um, yeah. Everyone else. Recycle Bin Laden. Yes, thank you as well. I let you out before. I'm sorry. I knew there was someone. Didn't see you for a while. So, um... All the best, Mike. Have a great week. Likewise, yeah. We'll uh, we'll get back at you a week from tonight or today, depending on which hemisphere you're sitting in. Uh, Have a great week, everyone. Yeah. Love your guts. Love your Love guts. Your guts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see you next time. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>